I think usually I say something that you probably then cut out. Whoa, that was so racist. Good job I cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get straight in, because this part actually probably will be cut out, but I don't know. Did you, you didn't see that thing about the not a policeman shooting a black guy in America again, no? Which one? This the... guy in... The, the, ooh, the one in Wichita. It's just I was reading about it today, and I couldn't believe it. This guy shot like a an, like a current marine that was like on shore leave or whatever, and I think he killed him as black guy. But the his defense, his defense lawyer has said that he cannot stand trial because the policeman that shot the guy is so racist he could never get an impartial and fair trial, so he cannot stand trial. And it's like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Like what a defense, right? Basically, you know, everyone knows he's racist, so like they they're gonna say he did it for a yeah. racial reason. So he, he can't get a fair trial. Like it's like, well, yeah, that's obviously what he did then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can't get it for trial because there's so many other racists in America that there's a good chance that the jury will be made up of racists. <laughs> it's like, good that, on him. <laughs> is that the, is that the reason? No, it's just because apparently the whole t- everyone knows he's racist. So they they will assume that he did it for racial reasons, and it's like, well, yeah, we, we probably did then. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, argument. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> hasn't been tried before. I don't think so. Like you know, it's a bold move, Cotton. That's yeah, this plays out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so this was uh I was gonna say planned, but that's a strong word. Yeah. Uh suggested I think it's a blatant uh, lie. <laughs> yeah. It was a suggested episode where because we've done so for the last like uh what is it now, seven, eight months, maybe seven months anyway. Probably yeah. that we need to do like a big catch up episode over the last of the last 18 months worth of uh, content that we have absorbed. So this episode is an informal review of the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Can barely remember the last year and a half, so this is going to be fun. So yeah. I was trying to say to you, like, I really hope like, I was planning to write stuff down and then just so I flat out work that I didn't really... Yeah. Well, I, I, think kept, like... I think we need to use our failing memories as the like benchmark... If we've forgotten it, it wasn't good enough to mention. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like there's so this well, is the real cream be... of the crop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there was definitely like lots of stuff. But like even when I was in Bundoran, like I had like a stack of like my my red pile. But like when I was moving again, I just put them all home, and I was like, I can't even look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Be, I, was, like... <laughs> I was like a minute ago. I was looking and I seen books and I was like, oh, books, what are the best books I've read? I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> I can't even remember what books yeah. I've read recently. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I'm head. hoping that, I'm hoping that 
we'll kind of we'll jog each other's memories too when we start mentioning stuff and like Candia. some of like the best things i watched weren't even stuff that came out like in the last year and a half so like just be whatever yeah like that'd be the same with me i'd be usually like playing catch up or not that it's rare that i watch stuff when it comes out it's just like if you take it like you know if we had it done this like last year like i have just finished the boys season three and i loved it mm-hmm. right let's like, start there that's that's pretty recently because like, yeah that i just finished great. that as well i do think every season is getting kind of better like yeah that I was i think they're really just i i do think soldier boy was great like he was oh just my God, a scene stealer like he was yeah. a scene stealer like, he was such a fucking wanker yeah <laughs> but, he, but he, so, he was so like charismatic as well <laughs> you're like yeah. i hate this guy but he's like really charming and it's really annoying <laughs> Yeah, but he was a ma- he was a man at the time. Literally, yeah. it was like it worked out so well. No, he was like, great someone... and per- performed so well. I thought too. Yeah, same. By I actually watched guys from F- Supernatural. Jensen Ackles, yeah, because yeah. I seen a I seen a short interview with him, and I thought it was funny. He was given like six months to buff up for the role, and he actually did. Like, he looks like he's pretty good shape. But I didn't even recognize first... him. Like, well, I, I I recognized him, but I didn't know what I knew him for. It was my sister that told me who he was. I was like, ah, oh, right, okay. So like. Mm. Yeah, you kind of, I didn't, like, I didn't see that actor, even though I was like, he looks kind of familiar. I was just like, that's Soldier Boy, so I think that's... Uh, I, th- I thought it was funny, though, because I didn't know this, but he was, like, he was told to, like, buff up for the role, but apparently they only meant it as a joke, but he didn't know that they were joking, and if it was first right. day on set, Anthony Starr, the guy that plays Homelander, he started yeah. making fun of him. He was like, I didn't bother, man, they just pad out my suit. <laughs> I, I, was, I always wondered that, like, I was like, how, is, how buff is that? How much is the suit? Like, is, is it, it is it I a little think, bit of both, or is probably, it just? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's like you know yeah. he's probably in sure somewhat decent shape. shape. Yeah, yeah, but he's not like you know like Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like he's fucking, not a fucking you know. tub of lard. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I do like, like that. I do like that in in the boy. Like I don't know. It was always from the start. I was like, I kind of like that they just they clearly like the suits doing a lot of the work here. Yeah, like, you don't <laughs> you don't need to be like fucking. Henry Cavill or something like, or like yeah, who's the most like, ridiculous one? And you don't need to be fucking the, Drax. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to be like over the top, roided out. Yeah. Of it. Like it's just like they're getting their point across anyway. Like, yeah. But, um, and then I like one of my favorite like random wee bits in like season three that I just loved was every time Huey tried to do like an emotional scene, it is somebody like he. I think the first time he tries to do it, butcher throws up on him. Another time he gets punched <laughs> in the face. You know, every yeah. time it's like it's gonna be like this kind of heartfelt moment of like fucking. Oh, you know, I know why you're doing this, butcher, and he just throws up on him or he says yeah. something. He, he stands up for himself, yeah, a like... soldier boy. <laughs> he just punches oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's doing the middle yeah. of a speech. So that's what I like. You know, the speech doesn't finish. They purposely yeah. have it. And it's just, Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah, I I really like Chewie's um little arc in this season as well yeah I, it, more way, interesting. I don't know how i don't know how much we should uh yeah, well it's finished now so <laughs> if you yeah, haven't but, seen it i suppose if, it, if people are like me then they might not see it for another year <laughs> this is one of the few shows where i was actually okay i'm gonna watch this and even i didn't and start that... watching it until like seven episodes are already out and i just like flew through them all in a week uh, you see, I perfectly timed it because I um I accidentally perfectly many... timed it. Yeah, I've got too many. <laughs> I got uh... to like season. I got to the last episode like the day before the the last episode came out. I was like, ah, oh, 
just oh, happened perfect. to Google it, and I was like, oh, there's only one more episode. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just happened to there's time a... it exactly so I would not get it spoiled. <laughs> anyway, That's sorry. perfect because you see, I, I follow too many things on like Reddit and social media that I was like, oh, I'll probably, I, I, I get spoiled with stuff. Like, yeah, that's, often enough. that's definitely what propelled me to be like, I better not leave this any longer. I better just start this show. Like, because it was, um, I think it's the first episode has still probably one of the most ridiculous scenes with this, this shrinking man and then him inside. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, it's just that was so amazing. Like, I, <laughs> I, yeah, that, that was such a great start to the season too. I was like, ah, oh, this is where we're going. This is where we're yeah. at now. We've got two seasons. This is like... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was, I was like, already kind of uh, thinking, like, what? They're getting us in, and then it's like, okay, where's this third season going? I was like, oh, this is where it's going. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like every season they're trying to do, like, over-the-top scenes like that. Like, there was, like, a lot yeah. of head exploding at the end of the last one and stuff, and I was like, I was watching that, and I was like, this is amazing, but also, I have no idea how they're going to top this, or if they're even going to be able to top this, because yeah. it's just fucking, it was unbelievable, like. I was really confused fused for a lot of the season too because i noticed that there was like bar that opening scene there was like no nudity in it like they kept like there was there's like sex scenes where like like uh people like breath covered and all and i was like this is like the goriest show on tv and they're not showing any nudity and then mm. we get the full-on nudity episodes yeah. uh, okay so i guess they had to save all their nudity for this they must have had a nudity <laughs> <laughs> they, they must have like a limit or a quota yeah. and they're like all right i'm gonna have to there's one episode in particular where all of yeah. that's gonna come out yeah but yeah it's a great season i really liked yeah yeah uh soldier boy was great just toxic masculinity on two legs basically yeah but, <laughs> and i like how um huey like basically like had that realization where he like calls him out for it basically but yeah. a lot of like um, interesting explorations of like, uh, I suppose like dodgy relationships, like like between his and Butcher's kind of fucked up. Like Butcher's a piece of shit, but then Huey's like, "Oh, my savior," and all this here and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, but like uh, and I do the like satire the satire and all is so on point. Does it always? Is yeah. just great social commentary yeah. and yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, like I know one of the most really powerful things means like I actually liked also like Atrian's kind of arcanist and like him trying mm. to do it and like fucking like he tries to go after it obviously because it's a blue hawk whatever he killed like you know, paralyzed yeah. brother and killed a few people and then you're the one the woman the PR woman she's class in the season two yeah, and she's, she's like, great yeah well what about your friends like you fucking you didn't care whenever you killed people and it's like we well, only matter when it matters you know you only care when it matters to you and shit like this it was just like jesus this is fucking really going for it from like it kind of goes from like all ends you know what i mean it's not just they they bite back at what he's fighting for even what he's fighting yeah. for is kind of correct but it's like oh it's not perfect either yeah it's just interesting but yeah, the satire is always on point. And Homelander, yeah. like, he still is a while. He's still one of the best characters in the show, I think. He's just fucking. Yeah, definitely. He's just. It, and your man, Anthony Starr, is that his first name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. a New Zealand actor. Yeah, his performance. Just playing the biggest psycho on TV. Like, it's fucking lovely to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All his really like, his, he, like, he's got these little, like, facial twitches and, like, uh, it's, yeah. he's so good. Like, I love watching yeah. him. Yeah. That's what I think too. There's always like he can just like he can do really subtly whenever somebody yeah. says one thing and it just clearly infuriates him. But he like you know he he doesn't like fucking like 
destroy everything. He just it gets super fucking angry and then starts talking. And then you know, like the last episode where it's like him, careful, it's an A train, the PR girl, and who's the third person? And he like he tells her to take off her wig and stuff. I was like, oh yeah. Whoa. I was like, fucking, I thought that was such a good scene, and he's just yeah. pure fucking like, I am the strongest one here, pretty much, and I will kill you. Oh, the deep was the other one there. Oh, the deep, yeah. I was going to yeah. forget about that wee dweeb, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was chatting to somebody, and they were saying they, they watched Gossip Girl, and then Gossip Girl, like, I've never watched Gossip Girl, but the guy that plays the deep is in Gossip Girl. Oh, but apparently he, he, yeah, but apparently he plays, like, the Hulk like most desirable male character and and I find that so funny because like look at his character in, in the boys. He's the biggest fucking loser in I the boys. Look at... Oh shit, where's my phone? Yeah. But did you watch Castle Girl? I kinda like remember episodes of it like from being on TV. So I'm wondering if I recognize him. I'm just in, I'm just interested. I kinda mm. remember one guy who was like the hot guy but that's why I'm wondering if it's if it's the same person I'm thinking of. There was another show like Gossip yeah. Girl out at the same time. There wasn't there, but I could be. I just Something remember there was a liars. lot of like. Uh, uh, so was that on at the same time? I just remember there was, low, there was like Tree Hill and the OC, and they were all on. Was it oh, yeah. what what Irish station was that that they were all on? Oh, was, was that TV four or TV three? I feel like it was an Irish, Irish station. Teacher. I always remember watching. I always remember watching the OC on E4. I think though, oh, OC, but the OC, the OC is the only one I watch though. All right. <laughs> so Apparently I, that's I really good. It is. I watched really the video. Someone did on that recently, and like they went, to, like they did a big, did a big deep dive and re- revisited it and all, and they were like, it's actually pretty class. And I was like, damn, I might have to watch the OC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, like, if you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ever watched, if you ever watched, um. Shazam, there's a reference to the OC at the end of it. I actually still haven't watched Shazam for some reason. Shazam said that quite weird. Really enjoyable, like really, yeah. really a lot, a lot better than it like had any rights to be kind of thing. Well, not any rights to be, not not better than rights to be, but it just the, the guy it, knew what he was doing. I think, like, yeah, and I think it was a surprise for like people used to the DC cinematic universe or whatever you want to call mm. it. Definitely but that's 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 another like, one where no say. I was gonna say that's another one where it was definitely a left turn for that, like for the DC, because at that time they were going like really dark, and then Shazam kind of was like, yeah, it's a good like. Happy I think people movie didn't, yeah, people didn't see that coming. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. But that's an, that's another one. Zachary Levi, he is in good shape, I think, but they let the suit do a lot of the work because. But even like their argument for it was brilliant. It was supposed to be he's supposed to be a magical god, kind of like, he's supposed to have the powers of magical gods. So like they were like trying to. Even though he got ripped, like the suit is adding a bit more because it's supposed to be more unrealistic because it's magic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be a magical being, so like he should be looking a wee bit more unrealistic. Yeah. Which, which was a good direction to go. Speaking of unexpectedly good DC movies, that's definitely a highlight of the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. James Gunn just knows what he's I'm doing. Now, and he was like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was pretty good going. <laughs> Just try to move it along. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was class. When did that? Was that last year? Yeah, yeah. I think that was late last year. Yeah, yeah late last year. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that I, was fucking, I couldn't believe it because, like, obviously, I love all the comics and stuff. And when he brought in Starro, I was like, "No way!" That was like, "It's like the character hinting at it started moving." I was like, "He's not gonna do a giant fucking starfish, is he?" 
And that's exactly what he did. And then your man, the fucking polka dot man. Yeah, he's like a yeah, a, and then like C lister or Z lister, even isn't he? Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pure joke character. Yeah. But um, and then him seeing his he's mother great. everywhere, and then him yeah. seeing his mother as the giant starfish. I was like, that yeah. is unbelievable. Like, I was class. But then, did and you even, actually like, watch Peacemaker? No, I actually still haven't watched that. Mm. Sorry, did you watch we'll, it? We'll keep on Suicide Squad. Yeah, I did. It's actually probably better. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like that's what's bringing it up. It's actually probably better. Like it's actually just really is fantastic. Like unreal. That was probably yeah, he... could Peacemaker could be the best thing. Could be. It's gonna be up there at least in the top three. I'd say of things right. I watched or seen, whatever. Like really did All enjoy right. it. Well, let's keep talking about Suicide Squad and everyone yeah. listening. Yeah. Just bear in mind that Peacemaker is even better. Yeah, because I yeah. I segue too early there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we. Don't, we can't really talk. Well, like, yeah, you can't really talk about it, or else I'll have to stop listening. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. And I'm joking. But well, yeah, the, well, we can talk it. about the character of Peacemaker because he's fantastic in the movie as well. Like, yeah, like it's like he he's not sure. It's like yeah, he he thinks he's a good guy, but he's just another psychopath. <laughs> he's doing yeah. it all in the name of he, America. Pretty much, yeah. And there's also, did you know Peacemaker is who? comedian is based on in Watchmen. Oh yeah. That's who Arlen, Alan Moore wanted to use original characters and Peacemaker yeah. was the character he wanted to use. I remember Makes a lot of sense. Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't get... but, I um... love that part in um the movie where him and Idris Elba's character, what's he called again? Oh yeah, uh, Bloodsport. Is that his name? Bloodsport? Yeah, Bloodsport. Uh, uh doesn't even ring a bell <laughs> for some reason. Just, uh, just, he's not just a character it. either. Yeah, but no, yeah, even like I thought when you said it, I'd be like, oh yeah, but no, that doesn't actually. <laughs> I'm <just> like, no, <laughs> but yeah, where they are uh, going into the camp and they kill all the wrong people. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're, they're pure like bravado about it and they like yeah. kill people in ridiculous ways. Like, so, it's like <laughs> so like heroically shot at everything. And then you realize that they killed all their allies, basically. <laughs> much. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. It was a brilliant like, turn of events. But... The bait and switch at the start where the old team is there and you're like, oh, God, like the people from the other movie, they're in this one. And then they just all get wiped out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought they were going to, I knew that there was a lot of them that were going to die. Like, But mm. I was like, I thought they'd be in a wee bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> There's um I also really liked you know what the start like one of the things that just made me laugh is you know like Bloodsport meets his daughter in prison and she's like she was done for like theft or something and they just start screaming at each other and he's like <laughs> I just thought that was so funny like it wasn't like it, it was set up like it was gonna be some kind of possibly heartfelt moment of like you know yeah whatever it was like no fuck that um and the the unexpected cameo of uh, Taiko. Taika Waititi as yeah, well. that was weird. I didn't expect yeah. them to be in it at all. Yeah, fucking rat catcher, like yeah, he's a hero. The first time he's in it is just like his dead. He's a dead body, right? Yeah, pretty and then it much. Does like a, and then it does a flashback later where he actually talks. I think, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I remember like when it just shows his face, and I was like, that looks like Taika Waititi, and then it's like later on he actually speaks. I was like, that is Taika Waititi. Yeah, <laughs> so strange. <laughs> There's um, but I was great. I I loved it just as like a great comedy in general, and yeah, and I like the way you know, uh, the way Ragnarok was as like you can just watch it as like a standalone kind of 
fun movie. Yeah. Without it, having to worry about any, any like big picture stuff. And good to see you, what do you call him? Joel Kinnaman, is that his name? Yeah. The was guy that was in Alter Carbon. Yeah. Glad to see him. Yeah. I like him. I like him too, but he was also really good in, like, he was really good in that too. Mm. You know what I mean, even though he's 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 playing like the straight man, but like he did it, like, yeah. it wasn't like didn't seem like overbearing or something. Yeah, it was just like it was just kind of fitting. I didn't know he was going to be in it. Like I didn't, I didn't know how much was continuing over from the original Suicide Squad. I knew the same like head of the operation, I, I Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah. I knew she was back, but I didn't know he was back. So that's a nice, sweet surprise when I was watching it. Yeah, and then like he was and, pretty uh, good in it too. Sylvester Stallone as a shark. <laughs> just like, is this one of those movies? You just, you just like, you remember things in it and you're like, hilarious. Yes. <laughs> hilarious yeah, on like, paper without even like worrying about the execution. That's what I got. And then just executed like really some, well as well. Yeah, that's what some things I guess is like, he must have had so much fun. Because like, whenever he, because obviously James Gunn like got really big for doing the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which was seen mm-hmm. as like, like that really can that even change the tone of the MCU a bit. But then it was like with this movie, he was allowed to curse and be yeah. gory and violent. And yeah. he he did do horror movies whenever he started off. Like he did Slither and a couple other things. Oh, I that's think. Right, yeah. And it was like he was like, I guess I have free reign here. And like DC were probably really like, we need to make a fucking hit because all yeah. the horror movies have been doing shit. And he was like, Well, <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of really crazy ideas, but you know what? It's exactly what DC needed. They just needed to go like, right, that's try something but that's what marvel kind of i suppose they're not really doing well, they, it anymore but they did it to extent like with gardens of the galaxy and they did it like they still kind of do it where they will get like a like a usually an up-and-coming director and like they'll like make take chances that way and all yeah and it's worked out for them you look at the russo brothers they'd only directed like what three episodes of arrested development and i think a movie before they community. did, like, they took over, like, got oh, community, that was it. Before yeah. they did, like, Captain America, and then they took over Captain America, and then sure, that went on to fucking yeah. Infinity War, Endgame, like, the fucking biggest movies of all time, pretty much. Yeah. At least, profit- at least profitability-wise, anyway. But, like, yeah. And that's what, like, but DC wouldn't do that, and they would, like, but sure, like, even whenever, like, and it was, that's how I said this is horrible, when Zack Snyder was doing Justice League, like, fucking... I don't think a lot of people knew this, but like Zack Snyder's during the filming of Justice League, like the producers were dying every single day and trying to make him change stuff. And he like wasn't allowed to do this and like harassing him every single day, like pretty much micromanaging. So it went wrong. But also in the middle, like Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, Justice League, his uh, his daughter actually took her own life and he just, yeah. but he was contractually obliged to like finish it out. And I'd say like, that's just like, I was like, that's just fucking horrible, man. Like, that's just fucking one of the worst yeah. things in the world. But then all of that, I was like, there was no. Felt really bad hearing all that stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, and then whenever he got his own version of it, it went a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, kind of a reverse segue, but speaking of Ragnarok, have you seen Love and Thunder? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. No, I, fair enough. I don't think, I'm, I don't know if I talked about this last time. Don't think I'm going to go see any more Marvel movies in the cinema. Yeah, why? Just because I've seen a thing where there's some theater after um Doctor Strange came out which was shown like 19 times a day and basically Marvel are just like strong arming theaters into only playing them like 
if they don't agree to play like the new Disney movie as mon as like as whatever times Disney wants, then they'll just be like, "Well, you won't get it next time." And it's like, oh jeez, yeah, it's like causing like all like the smaller movies to have really short. Like I'm sure Doctor Strange is probably still in the cinemas. I don't know how long that's been out, but the Marvel movies they always stick around for ages. And I especially notice that like here and like the smaller like cinema and like Larry Kenny and all, where it just if you want to see anything else, then you've got like a really small one to a time. And then like, I know what you mean? Like I remember, yeah. like I really wanted to see everything everywhere all at once, and mm. like I wanted to go see it. And the next thing I went, I was like, it's gone again, because they're just like so. I'm sure it won't make much difference whether I go or not, but I don't know. I don't think I want to. Out of, uh... no, we'll, we'll start a movement now here. Be me yeah. and you, or like seven listeners or whatever we have. We'll get bigger. We'll start a movement. <laughs> All seven of us. <laughs> but yeah, I just seen that and I was like, that's kind of f-. And I don't that really need to fuck. see, I don't need to see like, like uh, a new Marvel movie that badly. I'll wait till mm. it uh, comes to streaming and then borrow it. <laughs> 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 I'll circumvent the whole system in a completely <laughs> noble way because yeah. I'm taking down the the system. But yeah, no, no. That's did you watch I it? Didn't know that. I did, yeah, and it was nowhere near as good as I was expecting. Actually, it was kind of sort from of what I've seen down. online. It seems to be pretty divisive. Pretty divisive. It's like love There's or hate. Kind of, it must be. Like there were some good parts in it, and there was some good stuff in it, but there was like a couple of things. I'll just is say, it Taika uh, again? It's Taika again, yeah. And his, it, yeah. Hum- yeah. His, his humor's definitely in it. And obviously, the movie also kind of gets better as it goes along. And say, like, the third act is pretty right. damn good. Like, which okay. usually for a lot of Marvel movies now, I think the Still third the act usually be t- kind of shit, yeah. Because it's yeah. like, well, the third act is where they're tidying it up. You know, that kind of way. Yeah. Well, no, I thought like, the third and act I know was the best. I, we might have said on this before, but I remember hearing about, uh, in particular, about that, um, what's her name? What's the Scarlett Johansson character? Black Widow. Black Widow. I was like, is, I had Black Widow in my head. I was like, is it Black Widow or is it something else? Anyway, uh, they had basically the whole end of that movie all like shot, not shot, but all made because it was all like, a, it's all a CGI set piece. That was all mm. basically done before. Like, I think they even maybe had a director on. So oh I think that, so that's why a lot of that happens. Like they'll have like these big the things that they know have to happen, like the big finale fight or whatever, and they'll already be making that on computers before anything else is even starting to happen. I didn't know that. That's fucking insane. Yeah. That's mad. Because, yeah, I've seen a thing, and it's like, because I think they might be bringing back Chadwick Boseman through deepfake for at least a part of the next Black Panther film. I was like... And Chadwick Boseman's family came out and said that I think at his request, or like he said that if... Because obviously he knew what's happening. He was like, he'd be happy with it being recast. He'd prefer it to be recast. If yeah. someone like fitting in a role. Because I was like, I don't like that at all. You know, like in a nah. way. But, um, they'd no, they'd no well, bother recasting the guy that Don Cheadle replaced. Yeah. yeah, War Machine, yeah. <laughs> Terrence Howard, who I, just as a wee side note, I've seen... Yesterday, I think he's actually a bit tapped. He doesn't believe in the number zero, and he has tried to write like mathematical proofs 
proving how the number zero does not exist. And also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? And I read Someone a bit give of it that man like, a movie to act in his And then he's, uh, he's, he's, he's selling life-saving technology to Uganda, but he won't release what the life-saving technology is, but I think it's kind of weird. It seems like he's just trying to hassle him out of money. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... There's a, I have one, just to bring it back to Love and Thunder, I have one kind of major gripe with it. Okay. And uh, that was like, I don't know if you know, but this is from the comics, like the mighty Thor, Jane Foster Thor, is, um, she has cancer, and then every time she uses mm. the powers of Thor, she gets weaker. And it shows her, and she's supposed to be stage four cancer, so she'd be in heavy duty chemo. Mm-hmm. And she has, she's looking like a model, she's got a full head of hair, she leaves the chemo and just like drives home. I was like... No, that is. I know there's gods and stuff in this movie, and there's people flying around with magic hammers. But I was like, I fucking just really that kind of annoys me. This interpretation of it, mm. and I was also kind of like, I would hate for any like young people, like young like children that are watching this movie that like, especially young girls or something that could be going through something like that, and to yeah. see that it would just be wild. Like, uh, I don't know, like it'd be wild shit kind of thing. I was like, they could have done a bit more. They could have tried a bit. Put a ball yeah. cap on or do anything like. Yeah. Mm. I just didn't appreciate it. And this is from an educated perspective. <laughs> I was gonna like, do I have to bring it up or are you gonna bring it up for? <laughs> oh, I suppose because I've Tom's been cancer. Cancer. <laughs> yeah, 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 damn it, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Stealing my fucking thunder, man. <laughs> Get it? Her love thunder. thunder. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but, like, I, I kind of could get over it, but I was just like, I ah, could have definitely done, like, there's a million ways I could have done yeah. this better, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I wonder, I wonder why. I'm wondering who, who's, like, uh, I'm sure that was, like, brought up at some point, too. I wonder, was it, like, her agent being like, no? <laughs> or was it, like... Or was it Disney being like can't go that graphic? Or I'm sure like that. I'm sure they thought they already talked about like doing what you're talking about, and they probably got shut down at some point by someone. I know, yeah. I'm just wondering where is that? Where are the problems? I don't know. It just kind of that kind of bothered me, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, I was gonna say then. Okay, something. Ah, it'll come back to me. Or it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll stick to uh. uh Comic book movies? Oh, that's right. Comic books, that's what it was. But oh. uh, coincidentally, <laughs> coincidentally, I actually read a comic recently, an old one, um, Amazing Spider-Man issue 248, and it had like a similar tone in it, but it was done very well. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought this was class because it was like such a nice wee story because I, I'd, I'd heard about it or read it somewhere in a way. They were like, everyone, like Spider-Man should read this. So it's an old one. It's probably from like the 90s at least. Mm-hmm if not earlier, and it's like the first part of the story is just kind of typical kind of Spider-Man fighting a bad guy, whatever, and then the second part of the story it's called The Kid Who Collects Spider-Man, and he goes in to his kid, and he visits him, and his kid has every single, like, fucking newspaper clipping of Spider-Man, everything to do with Spider-Man, absolutely loves Spider-Man, he's chatting to him, and Spider-Man's talking to him, and at the end, he's like, can I know who you really are? And he's like, no, you can't do that secret identity, and he's like, please, Spider-Man, and so he lets him, and he's like, oh my god, you're Peter Parker, you, so you've been getting paid to take pictures of yourself and stuff, this and all, and then, so it's really nice, like, second half of the comic, and then, like, the last, like, panel, 
or two panels is like Spider-Man swinging away and it shows like uh, whatever's home for kids with cancer. It was just really nice. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, but then I remembered they actually did it in the animated series and the whole thing is it's a Spider-Man like going to visit a terminally ill child to make them feel better. And I was like, that is absolutely like the most perfect like essence of Spider-Man, the character. And it's like, I can't mm-hmm. believe, I really wish they'd bring those into that into the movies. It was just such a, you know, grinded sweet story. Like like half the comic doesn't take place with any action. It's literally him chatting to a child. That's cool. So that would be one one of the best things that I in my in my list. Yeah, know. I thought it was really cool. It was very different. Like you know what I mean. What was that called again? Uh, the kid who collects Spider Man. Yeah. Amazing Spider Man issue two hundred forty eight. Speaking of Spider Man, there was that movie with all the Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> That nobody, <laughs> nobody knew that they were in it. The bigger surprise was Charlie Cox coming back. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't know about that at all. No, what was that called? Uh, hmm? What was that new Spider-Man uh, movie called? No, No Way Home. Far from home, Far no from way. Home? Home, homecoming. Far from home, no way home. No it way was home. no way home. No way home. Okay. Every, the the first trilogy had home in every part yeah, of it. The home, the home trilogy. Subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about people mm-hmm. listening <laughs> um yeah that was like probably one of the biggest movies of last year i'd say financially i know maybe not like critically or whatever but definitely one so, of the yeah, biggest definitely. biggest deals All, yeah. a lot of hype about it and everything yeah i really enjoyed it i think it's very good yeah there's a lot of I like this is like this a, is a lot of movie here, podcast to be honest <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just like we're on this theme, so I'm just thinking we'll just get it, get, get, get the stuff out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will admit, I really did like seeing Tobey Maguire back and Andrew Garfield as well. Yeah. Mm. I really liked seeing basically all of us, <laughs> Doc Ock yeah. and Green Goblin, wonderful, fantastic as usual. You know, he did all his own stunts. Really? He uh, that was his only condition coming back. He was he's sixty six, like he did all of his own stunts. Like whenever like he's, he's fucking like Tom Holland's fuck I was like, no way. And I was like, yeah, he was chatting about in interviews. He was like, Yeah, that was my only condition coming back. He was like, I just want to do all my own stunts for the sake of it. He's like, I've been seeing what they've been doing since I was doing them essentially like years ago. And I was yeah. like, they look really interesting. And I was like, What the hell, man? That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, it was class to see him back in that role too, because Yeah, and what do you call him? Doc Ox. What's Yeah, I was trying to remember his name too. It's uh, a really interesting name. No, it's mean. <laughs> Just find some notes. I don't know what they mean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's class too. He's so good in that role. The yeah. Remy uh, Spider Man movies are all perfectly cast, apart from Venom. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Sandman. Yeah, well, I don't know why he wasn't in it properly. He was just kind of like that actor, wasn't it? He was just like someone voiced him or something, didn't he? Did they? I didn't know that. I think he didn't. I don't think it was that actual actor. And there was one of the other villains from the from the Andrew Garfield ones. He wasn't in it properly as well, wasn't he? Not the lizard. Yeah, Every that wasn't him either. Difference. They were. I didn't know that. I remember. Oh, that's why he CGI the whole time. Yeah, that's why he's CGI and the other guys 
it's just not because they weren't those actors weren't back. I think I heard something about that. Alright, I wonder if they weren't available but, uh, or if they just they weren't allowed. Yeah, back. or didn't want to. I don't know. Oh, yeah, didn't want to. Yeah, or maybe they just yeah, maybe they were just like we've got enough because there's a lot to deal with, I suppose. But yeah. um, yeah, we re all rewatched. By we, I mean uh, the ones and people I was living with last last year. We rewatched all the Spider Man trilogy. I think we did. I talk about that on this show before. Do you? No, you might have. I actually rewatched them all last year too. Yeah, I think it was last year. <laughs> Must have been. Mm. And yeah, they're class like especially uh especially the second one. Well oh, yeah, second one is the second one's the best of the trilogy. Yeah, definitely. First one was class definitely. too. Like I do really enjoy like the that origin story and like especially because back then they there wasn't really any formula and Sam Raimi kind of made the formula back when he did yeah. the first Spider Man. And the all the Bruce Campbell cameos, which make more sense yeah. now to me. This man <laughs> that keeps showing up yeah. when I, you know, because I was like probably like 10 whenever the movies came out, so I hadn't seen Evil Dead yet. <laughs> and I actually rewatched all the Evil Dead last year, too. I was like, God, that's oh, really? how good these are. Yeah. Like, I just yeah, love I the first love... one. And then I love watching the first 10 minutes of the second one to just watch that film twice. Evil, De- Evil Dead 2 <laughs> is my favorite. And yeah, I love yeah, that because they just like, like... They, just re- they just rewrite the first one and the first time I yes, you don't even need to watch the first one <laughs> yeah it's fun it's, it makes it funnier I think to watch the, yeah. the first one's more of the straight up kind of like trying to be a horror like it's a bit campy yeah. and all still too but the second one I just went you know what <laughs> fuck this <laughs> I actually watched a lot of B movies in the past year yeah oh you've been loving them like <laughs> it's, been, it's been a wild binge of them <laughs> I think about uh... it oh yeah and I'm pr- I, I'm pretty sure I heard when I was watching uh, No Way Home, whenever Doc Ock appears, I'm pretty sure they use some kind of theme from those uh, Raimi movies. Yeah, they but, do. Yeah, there was some, like, some part of me just went like, oh, what's that? I recognize that. And I was like, I think that was like the Danny Elfman theme for a second. Mm. I think they did the same with all the three Spider-Man. I think they changed their, like, their theme. I think when they're coming out of like the portals. Right. Mm. So I think that was it, yeah. And it's... I don't think there's any other standouts. I thought it was interesting the um, Aunt May basically became Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But that was done really well, actually. I think yeah. they did it well, yeah. And the great power responsibility thing. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, and like her, her, like, I kind of didn't expect them to kill her off either. No, I wasn't expecting that either. And I do kind of th- like. Hmm, I was gonna say, one of the things I thought was pretty cool about the movie was the fact that they explored the other versions of Spider-Man. It kind of made the current MCU version feel more special because it's like, oh yeah, there are version. There's different versions of Spider-Man, but this is our one. Yeah, yeah. This it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, it's like mm. you've heard you. It's like. It it almost felt meta in that way, where it's like I've already seen this character different, but this is the one we have now, and he's different and he's unique, and it's like okay, cool. Yeah, and they're all like different, yeah, because I did like all the kind of like bromance moments, mm-hmm. and the whole like did you hold you know did you get the whole thing too with like at one point Tommy McGuire Spider Man is like oh, I need to stretch my back, and it's because it's also a joke that was done in 
uh, Spider-Man 2 and it's because he like hurt his back and they had to stop filming for ages. Yeah. It's just, it's just it's like there's a joke that's like 20 years old right there. <laughs> They're still going at it, but oh, fair play. Yeah. But, that but was also, the I like only... the kind of soft. Hmm? Sorry. Go ahead. No, no you go first. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to say some negative, so you should continue your positive thing. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I just kind of like the soft reboot at the end because it's like they kind of did like a high tech, a very Iron Man inspired Spider Man. So now they can try and do like a more friendly neighborhood that mm. <laughs> i'm kind of i'm kind of hoping they do kind of do yeah. have more ground level and like you know that kind of stuff because he has no yeah. money he has no you know what i mean like because the whole one of the biggest things about spider-man is he's, he's supposed to be like perpetually broke perpetually unlucky and all that there kind of stuff and now they've kind of set it up that he will be that you know he's like gonna be living in a shit apartment probably yeah trying to do That's true. you know like he does he doesn't have a backing anymore of like um Tony Stark. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah, he I was just gonna say I hadn't really thought about that, but obviously he can't, can't be in the Avengers anymore either because they don't know who he is. Yeah, well the thing that's see that's one thing like they could be like, well they know who they know Spider Man was in the Avengers, so there would be records of that, but they might know who the fuck he is. It's kinda it's kinda like you don't know how they're gonna do it, but the way it's looking to me is it looks like they're trying to set him up now to be more like the grounded friendly yeah. neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. Which uh, which I think would be good. Yeah, that could be cool. Definitely. Sorry, what's your, what's your negative? Well, I was going to say, like, I think that was one of the worst, like, one of the, yeah, I suppose one of the worst things about it was all the fan service made it feel very predictable at times. Mm. Like, uh, <laughs> even I were in the cinema, I was watching my sister, and when uh, Willem Dafoe appeared, I was like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. And then, like, two seconds later, he just said that. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it as well, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't like that he said that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fucking, isn't it, fucking Bart in the class. Say the line, Bart, say the line. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can remember what he says, because I've seen the meme done so many times with different ones. I can't even remember the original now, like... The Bart one? Yeah, the Bart one. What does he say again? I didn't do it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen the meme so many times yeah. that I forgot. You know, you like, yeah, it's been things, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think one of the worst times was um, whenever... Um, what's his name? The Amazing Spider-Man. Andrew what's Garfield. Andrew Garfield. I was going to call him Alex or is like, that's not right. Whenever he, like, saves... Uh, MJ I was like okay yeah I kind of like I kind of seen that coming so did like my sister was like oh yeah, that said- was, it was so emotional I was like yeah but I I kind of knew that they were going to do that. It's, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but they, they, that's what they're doing. They closed the they closed his arc, so now he can he never has to come back for any reason yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Remember. I feel like there's a few times. Things like that where I was just like it would have had way more impact, but but it's like I, it's like all right, you're doing foreign service, so I already kind of know it's not surprising, but mm. it was still fun, definitely. If if you're especially if you're a fan of the Raimi Spider Man, then I think it's like uh, it's like it's really it was really fun to go back to those characters and all. Yeah, definitely. And see them have their arc as well, like the villains because. The villains always were more interesting than just being villains. 
Yeah, well, that's why Dark. That's why Spider-Man Two was so good because Doc Ock was such a such a good villain because he was a good and he, guy, and then he gets yeah. kind of taken over by the thing, and then he yeah. at the end he, he does do like a hero sacrifice and all, like yeah, yeah. Which is way more interesting than just I'm a baddie. Yeah. <laughs> why? Because I wasn't loved as a child, right? <laughs> I never got I never got a hug till I was fucking eighteen years old. <laughs> Shit like that, yeah. Well, that's that's also powerfully uh, interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of Sam Raimi, sorry. Speaking of Sam Raimi, yes, I did rewatch all of the Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've since watched Doctor Strange. I don't think I. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen it last time we were chatting, but I've watched it now. Oh, multiverse madness! Not yeah, in the cinema. No. I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was better I than did, like, I didn't really. I didn't really have like high hopes or anything for it, so I really enjoyed mm. it. Yeah, yeah, and I thought the girl that plays America Chavez, like she was good, was interesting. Yeah, and I don't know much about her. You probably do that character. I actually don't know that much. She's a relatively new character, and I know more about All DC, right. kind of like. But I knew a bit anyway. Kind of like, kind of knew what her powers was, and knew, like a bit what she came in. Did I actually miss Marvel TV series? I knew a lot more about her. About halfway through that series, it's actually pretty decent. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not up the to build- date with those Marvel series at all either. I oh. am. I really like Miss uh, Marvel because like, I don't think the villains are that good, but I think the girl is really good at just being like, it's a show about a teenage girl who loves superheroes, who gets superpowers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, she just does like a young teenage girl kind of well and she's Pakistani. Which is also apparently basically culture, that... Like. Which is also basically apparently that actress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's. I think it's so kind of decent because like that's she knows exactly because apparently one of the complaints of that series was when it first came out the first episode people complained saying she wasn't oppressed enough <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she came back she came back with saying like i'm basically playing myself and then i get super biased like kind of like the whole thing they've set up like their whole family life and i was like I don't know what people are expecting here to be. They're expecting like that she has to be super, super fucking like heavily oppressed and all this here kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. Plus, as well, like I work with, like, I've actually learned a lot about the Muslim faith and stuff now this year from like working with three Muslim people and I did about oh, yeah. Ramadan with them. And I was like, like, like one thing that really, really, really surprised me was Jazad told me that in Muslim faith, like, that has always had. Uh, transgenderism in it, technically. Huh. So in the, Mus- in the Muslim faith, there are three genders, male, female, and like a gender X is the way he described it. And he said that in the Quran, it actually states that um, um, like a woman can be born into a man's body and a man can be born into a woman's body. And I was like, that is really surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing something about this and there's like a thing where you choose or something, or you decide at, at some point. I don't, I don't, Maybe, I don't know, this is the extent of my knowledge on it, but I just thought that was interesting. Something up, I'm, pr- I'm probably not getting this completely right, but it's like, I think probably it might be it. like one of those, like, come, like, uh, you know, like, you know those, like, religious ceremonies? There's always, oh, like, coming a coming of age, age, like, reaching, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think there's, yeah, like a, I think there's something tied to that, where, like, at one of them, you will, like, then be like, yes, I am this. Oh, right. Whether you are yeah. that, your gender. Or something, something like that. I remember hearing. Probably getting it wrong. I'll uh, try and remember Probably. the fact. Check, check it. <laughs> Edit a new one here. 
uh, I don't really know what I was chatting about here. Um, probably misremembering something I heard about another religion or something like that. But I did find an interesting Vice documentary about uh, transgender Muslims in Indonesia. So I'll link that in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. I know what you mean. So it's like a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, or it's like a fucking a few of the ones, like rites of passage, like for an Irish yeah. Catholic, it's kind of it's kind of getting drunk in a field. <laughs> and it's like then you're officially Irish Catholic. It's whenever you get raped by a priest. I mean, you can't enter manhood at four <laughs> years old. You <laughs> uh... can be entered by manhood or the fatherhood at four years old. Now, we were making a joke about that the other day because like, there was a guy at work and uh, the guy that they do free COVID testing in Abbott and the guy that does the COVID swabs is actually a priest. And <laughs> one of the guys was saying that, like, one of the guys, and he's 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 Protestant, and he was like, I got the weirdest compliment off her off him the other day. He took his COVID swab and he said, Ah, that's a fine specimen there. <laughs> and, yeah, somebody was like all the handsome young man <laughs> yeah i was like i was like oh i think he fancies you so are you gonna call him father or daddy <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh this is so funny like it was just i was just like i was like what a fucking weird comment though but like he's kind of he's, he's a nice man but he's just a bit odd like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh that's sad we side note but um yeah, that then. So we were chatting about multiverse of badness. That was Sam Raimi too. I liked Bruce Campbell's yeah. cameo on that as well, of course. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was oh. uh, the Sam Raimi-ness really elevated that. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. There's speaking yeah. of Bruce Campbell, the best thing, one of the best things I've seen was it was there was a petition to get uh, Bruce Campbell to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman two, and he responded saying, "Just send me the script. I'll take a look at it." Like. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just like I would just love a major movie to just do that for the crack. Just have him go in and just have him play it straight. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. just don't just don't acknowledge it whatsoever. Just like we'll go in him and the play new Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just love to see that. Like I think that'd be so funny. Yeah. Is there much more to say about Doctor Strange? I don't think so. No. So. Better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. As you said, but if you're a fan of Sam Raimi, you're kind of gonna like it a bit more because, as you're saying, the Raiminess. Again, if you like those old Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, it's nice to see him back doing a comic book movie as well. And yeah, I did watch another Sam Raimi, uh, Sam Raimi adjacent movie, which I've been meaning to watch for ages. And then uh, Patrick H. Willems did a video about it. Um, yeah. The Hudsucker Proxy, have you ever seen that? No, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It's uh, uh, it's kind of like, I suppose like a cult classic at this stage. Um, it's the Coen Brothers. Um, okay. uh, um, what's, it, what's his name's in it? Your boy from... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I can't remember what he's in. What? Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Andy Dufresne? Yeah, that actor. Fuck. He's also in oh, Green Lantern. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> he is also in Green Lantern. So let's take it with Tiddy. Uh, 
Oh yeah. And, um, I know who you're on about. Andy Dufresne is. I'll put it in the, in the edit if we can't think of it. Um, is it or no, I'm looking on me. <laughs> you think, and I'll talk about. Okay, yeah. So it's Sam Raimi adjacent because it's Coen Brothers, but Sam Raimi. It's a script that they wrote together, like years and years beforehand, but never used. They did like a couple of movies together, I think, before that mm. as well, which weren't very big or even good. <laughs> and then I think the Coen Brothers did. Must have been raised in Arizona. Mm. Something anyway. One of their early movies where they got like a. They did really well, and then they got like a big budget, and they were just like, "Oh, let's make that movie that we've always wanted to." So they got Sam Raimi back as like producer, and he like directed. He was head of like the set. I can't remember what it's called now. The second dairy, like a. Uh, I think second is there something like secondary director or oh, okay, like I know yeah, just so what the like, term for. Yeah, they basically. It's like there's always that in a movie where they assign like a they assign someone else like pick up shots or whatever. So he does like a big like montage scene in the middle of it, which was what the whole Patrick H. Williams video was about. But uh, yeah, great movie. Uh, it's like um, the whole thing is that like his character, uh, he invents a hula hoop, but the whole time it's just a circle on a piece of paper, and he like he's like oh, I got got this great idea, and he like show it to someone, and it'll just be like you know for kids <laughs> and that's the only explanation and then you eventually find out that what he's invented is the hula hoop <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's like the movie is paul newman is like the kind of i suppose big bad mm. and it, he like um his boss commits suicide and there's some like loophole where their stocks are public so they need to like tank the stocks and then buy them all up among like the board members. So they hire it's gonna have to call Matthew Dufresne to uh Tim, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yes. <laughs> Thank God oh, for that. Just waiting for my moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, you looked it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they hire Tim Robbins to basically be like the head of the company and knowing that he's gonna fuck it up, so then all the stock prices will drop and then they can buy them all up then. But uh, yeah, really good movie, really good fun. Uh, it's kind of like it reminds me of, like those old like black and white movies where it's like really sharp dialogue and it's like really like really quick unnatural dialogue, but like in a really fun way. Yes. And I good movie, check it out. Good. Um... Oh, we did. I just noticed I have a note that one of the things I watched last year was I rewatched the first season of Daredevil. That's relevant because. Uh, I think I must have started rewatching it after uh, Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was in it. That makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, still think can... that first season is still kind of like that's fucking, fucking perfection. Class. Like, yeah, it's really, really, really good. I mean, to go back and continue watching it, I'll do it at some point. But yeah, that first I don't know. Season. I don't know if it was properly the first one, but I always heard that apparently it kind of started the trend of the whole binging. Because, like, they released, like, those 13 episodes in, like, one go. And it was, like, the start of, like, proper, like, people getting in binging. Because it was, like, holy shit. Like, you know, comic book fans are pretty diehard. And it was, mm-hmm. like, they really, like, it's... Because it's a, it, it's a slow burner, but it's 
very well paced. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no like lull, and there's like yeah. a lot of lot of twists and turns. Right. Even the tension. way, even the way they uh, introduce it, like the origin story is in the second episode. Yeah, it's like it starts off. Oh, it starts off with your one that works for them, and. I can't even remember now. She's she's gonna leak page. Yeah, she's gonna leak, leak these files, and then she gets in trouble and all. Like, and then mm. that that starts. But it doesn't like give you the origin of Daredevil until the second episode, and it goes into the flashbacks of like his dad and the boxing and all this here, and like his accent and everything. Mm. It's just it's really well done and all like like that, and it's like and it's so much grittier than I remembered as well. Like going back, I was like. It feels like it felt really fresh after watching mm. like the Marvel movies for so long to go back and be like, oh, this is like refreshing all over again because like the the like Marvel movies are so clean and stuff in a way like, and it just feels so much grittier and dirtier. It's class. Yeah, like he like he like you know he's like punching people and they're like knocked out and he still keeps going and he like fucking <laughs> and he just screams and but then he gets fucking a lot of kickings himself. Yeah, you know I mean there's there's like one episode. Oh where yeah, he, he like nearly dies out of him. A times. <laughs> yeah, but there's like one episode where he like kicks the shit out of himself and then the entire next episode is him recovering as well, which I really liked because it's yeah. like there's a full like it's not uh, there's like, a whole episode where it's him and the night nurse and he just like can't do anything yeah. and like yeah. And that's really great because they're coming to like find him and all, and it's like really tense and clash. Mm. Yeah, but it's like so different to see that too. Usually, like fucking, it's like a few patches up, and it's like, oh, I'll be all right. And he's like, no, I need to sit here and I need to like meditate because I know some fucking weird meditation yeah. thing. And then, and then you get the kind of extended like kind of origin of you have stick coming in in like mm. the sixth episode, and he's class. Yeah. That Glenn and that character, like you, you know, that kind of gives you more of like an insight into, you know, right, he had his accident and he has those powers, but how the fuck can he kick the shit out of everyone? <laughs> yeah, that kind of a way, like, yeah, mm. uh, it's class. But, um, yeah, no, I must return I still to think that. It's just one... mm. And season three is really good as well. Well, season two is good too, but I, think I don't think I ever watched season, season one... three. I kind of, oh, it's well worth fell. It. I dropped after some point, but I heard season three is amazing. Yeah. I think that was mm. where I dropped. Bullseye I, comes I, into it. I want to go back. It's brilliant. I want to go. That's like why I started because I want to go back and just instead of bothering about like the the parts of that like that I didn't really care about. Like I'm not going to bother with Jessica Jones, and I don't think I finished. I watched the first season of Jessica Jones. I liked it. I didn't. Mm. What do you call him? Luke Cage, Defenders. I didn't like. So I'm just going to go back and watch. Basically, just Daredevil and Punisher. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. The only thing I'll say is like, yes, most of you've seen Defenders. Is I I told Peter to go back and um, watch Daredevil because he I don't know, he was like, I think he said he watched like one or two episodes and like, he did he liked it and he rewatched it then and then we watched all three seasons. <laughs> but of course, he didn't realize he was like because like the first season of Jesse Jones is really good. Second one's mm. I didn't finish it. First season of Luke Cage is pretty started, good. I don't think <laughs> the first season of Luke Cage is pretty good. Didn't didn't finish the second I season. I watched after Cotton Mouth died i was like i don't care anymore <laughs> yeah it kind of gets worse there because they should have yeah. kept him as the main villain because he was fuck yeah he was way better yeah he's actually back in the marvel cinematic universe so he's gonna be blade oh yeah that's right it's pretty sweet but um maybe they'll um, uh maybe it'll be in 
in canon and he didn't actually die he just turned into a vampire it'd be well funny like i heard a theory it was something to do with dr strange i think where uh i think it was like something scarlet witch did to make vampires real in the mcu or something oh right it was like Apparently, some theory is like one of the spells she did was like that caused vampires to exist, and that's why they're only coming into it now or something. Right. There was a rumor that apparently there might have been like a silhouette of like who was it in you know at the end scene that there was a silhouette. There was rumors that there might be silhouette of like maybe some X Men characters in there, and also someone else too, a big villain, I think. But that wasn't ever confirmed nor denied. I don't mm. think. The X Men no, apparently going to be about, in it next. We didn't talk about. Uh... <laughs> fucking Jim from the office getting turned into spaghetti. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That was great, though. That was absolutely... Like, I know that was fan service, but I thought that was yeah. class. And then fucking Professor X coming down... That was great. Like, I that was that. the funniest moment in the movie, which was not supposed to be funny. Professor <laughs> 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 X do a mind thing on Scarlet Witch and he like holds his temple and points his finger and he's like he's in his big plastic seat so his arms are way up in there and he's <laughs> it's like yeah. Jerry fucking Patrick's shirt it's like I just bust out laughing it's so terrible like no man, do you know what I bust out laughing at is the way she fucking killed Black Bolt. I thought that was brilliant. Oh you know, he God, fucking yeah. covers his mouth and then he just I fucking shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's so funny because like he is supposed to be also, like it also doesn't really make sense for his character. <laughs> because like his whole he's... thing is that he con- he's like really in control and never like shouts or anything because it can like kill people. Kill like the universe pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> But then he just goes, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking essentially shoots him, shotgun blasts himself to death. I also thought that was actually pretty graphic for the movie. Uh, I was like, that must have been like their gore budget, like you know. I thought, yeah, yeah, the, the way, yeah, um, on, Mr. Incredible was killed. I thought that was pretty brutal too. Mr. Incredible, you mean Mr. Fantastic? <laughs> like put three up. Play-Doh machine, like just <laughs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. But then, like, I thought it was funny too that this was like the B Avengers, so they were like, Oh, it's sweet, we can just murder these ones, yeah. Anyway. yeah they were, like Captain Carter and all of them, like, yeah. But, um, what's gonna say? Yeah, it was like you could kind of get away with it because it's like, it's like, Oh, these aren't the Avengers, they're like, um. Yeah, like a shitty version of this universe has that can't actually compete with like the Scarlet Witch who's from our universe. It's like another one of those things like, oh, there's different universes, but just remember the one we have is the best. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it was kind of weird. I think in that movie they called the one, it was, they called it Earth 616, which is kind of mad because that's actually the main comic universe. So I was like, I expected that it was going to be something else. Because it's like it's not the main comic universe, and usually they just do designate them all different arts for the sake of it. Yeah, that's yeah. what uh, the Rick and Mark- Marty comic book did. They, oh, I know. Like... I have like I have like a ten volumes of it. I got it for oh, like yeah? twenty quid somewhere. Yeah, yeah, Something I like good. Yeah, I remember I read a few of them, but yeah, I liked that. That I like that they did. They specified that like this is a different universe, so it's like it's like it's all canon, but it's not related. 
you know, so, but that means that they can create their own kind of continuity. Yeah. So that's why it works so well because it's like you aren't because then they they're completely out of the constraints yeah. of anything the show does. Yeah, and it can be, but it still can just be like, no, this is all really happening, but it just doesn't affect anything. Like, it's cool. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, where were we? Talking about Daredevil. I don't really need to talk about that anymore. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the new Matrix movie? No, actually. Oh, that's what I, I meant to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be deleted. But I, <laughs> but I did rewatch the original trilogy and uh, the Animatrix. Oh, the Animatrix is class. I too haven't yeah. seen that in years. So that, I always remember the one in the Animatrix is that the guys, the guys keep jumping and then they like don't they don't hit the ground for like a foot and then they fall. I think isn't that one? Mm. Like that. Is that yeah. a scene in the Animatrix? Did I make that up? That's kind of familiar. <laughs> no, I think it is. And I can't remember why I always really liked that one for some reason. Yeah, it's kind of a blur. We watched, me and my sister watched them all, but mm. um, God damn it, that first movie is amazing. Mm. I'd forgotten like how good it is. It's been years and years since I've seen it. It's. Do you know? Did Another you know by one the of time... those things that you just describe as perfection. Like it's so well done. I remember hearing. Did you know the Matrix came out in like nineteen ninety nine? Actually, this is another thing I was gonna say. Do you know like nineteen ninety nine was like an insane year for movies? It was like American Beauty, The Matrix. Oh shit! I have to get up. I have to get up a list because it's actually mad. There's like a bunch of like literally groundbreaking yeah. movies that all came out in like nineteen ninety nine. And a lot of very similar themes too. I would say I would actually like the two, like even American Beauty and The Matrix. I think have a very similar kind of theme oh. of like breaking out of a like a a, a secure job. <laughs> even I watched the uh, Office Space recently, and they like laugh about it. like that. That follows the same thing too, where like they don't want to like keep doing their job. And mm. like, there's a line in it where the guy's like, "What oh, do you want to keep doing this to your fifty or whatever?" And then like the other guy's like, "Well, wow, that'd be amazing to have that kind of job security." Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I just love it because it's the difference of all of them. And you see, he's this... working in a lab in an office. Like, I just appreciate that movie more and more because yeah. it just fucking it gets so many things right. The Fight Club was ninety nine too, wasn't it? Yeah, that's just about to say. I got a list up here. It's like Fight Club, yeah. Girl, Girl Interrupted, The Sixth Sense. Star Wars The Phantom Menace, The Talented Mr. Ripley, Eyes Wide Shut, 10 Things I Hate About You, um, Us Great. Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, Mystery Men, Wild Wild West, The Iron Giant, Sleepy Iron Hollow, Galaxy Quest, yeah, The World yeah. Is Not Enough. Um, like, so that's uh, that's quite a lot, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's fucking, like, a lot of them are kind of groundbreaking too, like. Mm. But yeah, like Matrix, American Beauty, Fight Club, like they're all the Green Mile. There was a lot of like that uh, theme in the, in like the late nineties of things were so kind of secure and all, and there's a lot of like movies that are about breaking out of that security. Even mm-hmm. like uh, American Psycho, which was what two thousand two thousand one, was kind of yeah, kind of so. that theme as well. Like, so many movies are just like based around those kind of jobs and then like something really interesting happening mm. like I watched American Beauty recently and 
it's interesting. It's like the theme of that is almost that the American dream, fallen American dream, is the cause of like all his problems, mm. and then he starts like doing his own thing and it makes his life way better. <laughs> but I find it funny because now if you watch that movie, it's kind of interesting because if they had replaced the teenage girl next door with a teenage boy, it's just pretty much Kevin Spacey's life. <laughs> And if that boy was played by Bruce Campbell, and that would have been a great movie. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like Bruce Campbell can play anything, like you know. Um... <laughs> I want a movie like being John Malkovich, but it's being Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the sequel. Um. Oh, there's a good movie that I watched that came out last year. French Dispatch. Did you see that? No, actually, that's the Wes Anderson one, isn't it? That's yeah. one I keep meaning to watch. Yeah, that was one of the ones I've seen in the cinema. That was great. I really enjoyed that. It's very Wes Anderson-y, though, so if you're not already a fan, then you're probably... Well, I don't know. It's hard to know. You probably mm-hmm. won't know because it's very quirky, and but it's a lot of fun because of that. And yeah. I did... I think it was good to see them. I never seen any of his movies in the cinema, so or no, I don't. I'm trying to remember, did I watch Eye of the Dogs in the cinema? I love Do- I, I love Dogs. I seen that in the cinema actually. Yeah, did I see that with you in the cinema? I can't remember if I seen that in the I cinema. S- I definitely seen that one in the cinema anyway. Mm, I can't remember. I actually, speaking of Wes yeah, Anderson, I actually. Re- I had to rewatch the Grand Budapest Hotel there not too long ago. That would have been a couple of weeks ago. Really good. Kind of forgot that the modern Flash Thompson is the main guy, one of the main guys in it. In the Spider Man <laughs> movies, just to make a wee connection there, he's the fucking the bellhop. Is the is the bully in the modern Spider Man? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna watch it, and I was like, "That's so funny!" Like, because he's fucking, mm-hmm. he's fantastic in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, yeah, that was the movie that got me into Wes Anderson. Mm. But I just love that movie because there's so much of the guy that Ralph finds by. He's like, he sometimes mm. just insults people and then he asks for an explanation as to why they did it. They give an explanation. He's like, sorry. <laughs> and he just completely backtracks everything he did. <laughs> he does it to him at one point. I was like, I don't know why that's just so fucking funny. Like, but it's very yeah. well done. Apparently, Harvey Kai tells there's a scene where he slaps the bellhop guy in the face. I can't remember his name, but he they had to film that scene like 57 times. And every single time, <laughs> Harvey Kai tells slapped him in the face pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's acting man you know I guess um, let me say um, sort of a weird kind of segue because I said being John Malkovich just watching an interview with Ashlyn B and John Malkovich the other night and that reminded me I watched a really good TV series with Paul Rudd and Ashlyn B in it oh, oh what's that called again Living with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That was really that. good. I think I I think I like started watching it and got distracted and forgot to watch it. Ashley Ashley B is really, really good in it. Mm, I like, like her. She's really I really like her too. I think she's really funny, but like she like the, there is, Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say she, there is like a bit of comedy in it, but there's like you know, like, you know it's kinda of drama too, sort of, but she does that yeah. there really well too. Hmm. But um, but I watch what's her show, uh, this way up. I haven't seen it. I keep meaning to watch it. That's her show that she wrote, now, isn't it? Yeah, I was asking if you'd seen Fleabag, actually. 
I've actually only seen the second season. I keep meaning to watch the first. <laughs> well, that's just the kind of category I put this way up in, probably. Probably. And there's yeah. another one. There's another one Scott recommended. Can't cope, won't cope. That was another Irish one. There was two se- there was two seasons of it, but then one of the main girls died suddenly. So, God. Yeah, she's quite young too. It's pretty sad. Really sad, yeah. Yeah. So I'll have to watch the season three of Dairy Girls as well. Ah, uh, same. <laughs> um, I was going to say, just thinking, because it popped into my head, because I watched Living With Yourself shortly after, and possibly up there with one of the best things I've ever seen. It's like Peacemaker is one of the best things I've ever seen, because it's quite funny, but there's a lot of, like, kinda, I suppose, character kind of development stuff in it. It was like, it was nice, very well done. But then there was Severance. And oh, just, that was class. That was possibly, like, I absolutely, absolutely... Loved that. Like, mm-hmm. that was fucking incredible. Like, that was... That was excellent. That was just perfection to me. Like, that is, like, the most... Like, that's, like, was like taking all the boxes for, the, like, exactly the type of sci-fi I like, where it's yeah semi-futuristic. It's, like, you know, it has kind of, like... It's really based in the real world, and it has, mm-hmm. like, kind of commentary on it with not, without being too, like, fantastical either. Just, like, it's, you know, everything... You know, it, it, that doesn't seem beyond the realm of possibility in these modern... The only thing I was kind of sickened about was I was kind of spoiled with it and the fact that the season was out. Mm. And I watched it all. And then I really, really just wanted to keep watching it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I actually don't know where to fucking go from this. It was kind of one of those things, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. Mm-hmm. I watched a great uh, video then um, after I finished watching it that Skip Intro did. And it was like... I can't remember what he called it exactly. It was something like the the locations of Severance or like something like that. But it's basically going into the way the places and the even like the the way the rooms are laid out and how that all like the part the part that I played in it and it's really interesting. Uh, like you went into all these really cool things like. You'd think from the like from the title, it felt like it was um, that'd be like a really like like area to, or like way to explore the show, but it was actually like really interesting. I like learned a lot of cool things like from you know like, went into all these like different kind of philosophies and stuff too. It was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. But I yeah, show. I think so. Yeah, one of my great performances oh. from from. Uh, Especially from what do you call him? Adam Scott. Adam Scott, yeah. Probably the only serious role of cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> All I could think of was like Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec. <laughs> and then it was yeah. like, God, this is great. Like really liked even like the the sort of subtle shift that he uh does, like just when he's going like transition as well. I was <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. I started watching it. I'd forgotten what it was about. So, like, when I started watching, I was like, "What the hell is going? What is this show again?" <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot the whole premise of it. Like the part where she's like, "Yeah, when she's running out and come back in," I was like, "What? What is this again?" And then when it was yeah. revealed, I was like, "Oh yeah, I knew, I knew that." I was yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's just like what the hell. Yeah, I love that though. She keeps going out and yeah. then, like fucking oh, and uh, like fucking the dance party as well. <laughs> I just love that CD. What was the song? It was like rebellious jazz or something. Yeah, it was it? It was just so fucking psychotic. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, it was great. Hmm. Yeah, definitely one of the best shows last year. Um, yeah. Another one for me, Succession, the show that I always talk about. Season three was fantastic. Nothing watched any of it. So good. It's kind of up there with like, like if you like, like Severance has a sort of social commentary. Succession does another good show. I watched White Lotus. They're all they have like a. They explore the kind of the world in a sort of similar way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I. I feel I don't want to say too much about Succession because I feel like I'm always talking about Succession, <laughs> but it's class. Season three was fantastic as well. If you haven't, if you watched some of Succession, I know a lot of people think that like they like the season two wasn't great, and it probably did mm. dip a little bit compared to the first one. But I think season three really ramps up again. Mm. Uh, I just think it's the best best shit on TV. Check it out. I will say, uh. Give it a chance if you're watching it because it doesn't sort of uh, it doesn't explain or like it doesn't hold your hand in what kind of show it is. So it takes a couple of episodes to kind of get into it, and like the characters are purposefully unlikable, and because they're terrible people. <laughs> but then as the show goes on, that's part of like the thing that it does because you start like. You start rooting for them, even though you also know that they're pieces of shit. Uh, so so kind like, it's kind of like you pick the lesser evil. You're like, this guy's probably the least least piece of shit. So like, you know, I want him to do well, but the rest of them can fuck themselves. <laughs> you don't really want any of them to do well, but you kind of get to know them. So you're kind of like half rooting for them. And, and sometimes someone is less, yeah, someone is like better than the others. So you're kind of like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a couple at the start, especially there's a couple of like, uh, like gateway characters, I suppose you could call them, where they're like your way in. Like there's the cousin Greg, who he starts off and he's working for like the equivalent of Disneyland and he's like a mascot. But then he like uh, falls over and throws up in it and everything and uh, loses his job. But it turns out his uncle is like the guy who owns the whole thing. So his mom was just like, just call your uncle to get your job. So he's like part of the family, but he's an outsider. So he's kind of, you learn about things through his lens a little bit at the start. And there's another character who's going out with the sister in the family. So he's kind of like a bit more outside as well. He's kind of working his way up. So there you're kind of ways in at the start and then you kind of get to know everyone. But uh, it's just class. Very, very like, uh, there was something like this I was watching recently. Oh, Barry. Oh, I haven't watched that yet either. That's supposed to be very good. It's Bill Hader. Yeah, they're the the humor in both those shows I find is very similar. Where you get really sucked in, and then like something really like darkly funny happens, and you just like laugh because it's kind of you're a lot of time you don't see it coming, and it's just way more funnier, way more funnier, way funnier because of that. Um, I'll talk about White Lotus for a bit too. Did we chat about this show before? I think I might have mentioned it before, but or see, but I don't know if it was on the show or was me talking to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> another good one. I'll just talk about it briefly. Um, it was Mike White, who you may know from such movies as The School of Rock. <laughs> it's a show he did, and it's got 
uh, what do you call that? Oh, Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> from uh, American Pie. She's in it. Mm. Um, is she fucking what do you call him's mom? Diffler. Diffler's mom. Yeah. Diffler. That's right. Diffler. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, is that who that is? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's in it. Um, Alexandra Daddario, is that her name? I think I know. I know that name for some reason. She's extremely hot and she's in Pure Detective. No, oh, okay. I'm in True Detective, so. All right. And for somehow Woody Harrelson banging her that makes no goddamn sense. Anyway. <laughs> 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 um, back to our daddy kinks she's uh, <laughs> in it there's a few other there's a guy that's in the office um, he's in it like few recognizable people Ooh. and it's like the people that it follows all the people I've mentioned are they go they appear in this resort in Hawaii on a boat and they're like the elite the like the high rollers the ones that paid the most money and the show kind of follows them and it kind of goes into exploration of like, I suppose like privilege and colonialism and everything as well, because it it's like on Hawaii and there's like performances that the locals do and um, there's stuff where like the mom of one of the families she's talking about how she like she thinks she's really woke because she loves Hillary Clinton and all, and then her daughter is like taking the piss out of her, but like it's kind of obvious at the same time that like because the way it like goes in, the way it's exploring these like generational things it's like oh yeah well she's woke now but then she's gonna grow up and think she's woke and it's just a, a lot of a lot of that kind of stuff but i uh, really well done it's a wee like short it was a wee mini series but i think it did get it renewed but it's like self-contained and i think the plan for any further season will be like another uh you know like self-contained there might be another might be another group of people kind of doing yeah. the same thing maybe or just explore different yeah. characters which is still a but good I, idea good watch another one of those ones where the humor is like kind of it's quite dark and comes out of nowhere and it's pretty bleak at times too but i not a good show i was just thinking another good show i kind of started watching randomly but then it's there's new episodes coming out all the time now and this is just to keep it lighter and it's not bleak is i really enjoyed only murders in the building if you've heard of that i have heard of that it's steve martin and martin short and selena gomez but you know it's like Two of the three classic com- comedians back together, but yeah. the first season was really good. It's actually in a cell set in like a building in New York. Obviously, murder takes place. I think the murder mystery is good enough, and the comedy is good. You know what I mean? Like the comedy is is very good, but then the murder mystery isn't like. I don't think it was like watered down for uh-huh. the sake of the comedy. If you know what I mean? So like the mm-hmm. actual that their part is pretty interesting but it's very interesting it's very like modern because like they all they all become friends because they all love true crime podcasts and then a murder happens in the building they're like oh my god we can make our own true crime podcast kind of a thing <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's quite funny like but it is it is quite good i would recommend that but it's just a very enjoyable watch nice yeah, yeah i yeah. heard about that i forgot all about it i must check that out and then of course what just thinking of like one of the top things of the year, year and a half, whatever for me. Obviously, I have to bring this up because bring it up all the time. Is obviously I've listened to the ending of the Glass Cannon podcast, all three hundred and twenty six episodes. Even though it's a wee bit more because the last episode was three parts and there was a couple of three parts. So it was episode one hundred. 
And 200, I think. And 200 was at least two parts. <laughs> yeah. As Matthew always points out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he finds numbers arbitrary on certain yeah. things, you know. So is it, is it finished? It's finished, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I noticed I noticed there's like new, new, there was a new podcast and stuff starting. Yeah, I'm at, uh, let's see how far I'm on date now. Season 226. Uh, for context, one of the best things happened in it where they're, they go in to fight. They're in the volcano and they're fighting a lot of fire giants and this like lieutenant comes up and they start a fight. But uh, there's a great moment where. Uh, should I? Should I talk about this? I go for it, the grand. If anyone's going <laughs> yeah, to start like, listening. I was going to say spoilers, and I was like, who the fuck's actually listening to this? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> like, no, it's, not, it's not a Marvel movie. Like, yeah. There's like one of our listeners who started what, listening to the glass cannon because of us, and now I'm going to ruin it on them. <laughs> anyway, Jimmer gets, they teleport, and Jimmer like, attacks a fire giant, and they get, first of all, they're like outnumbered. There's five of them because there's Thun in the, in the party, and mm. there's six fire giants. And they like dimension door over this fire giant, and Jimmer crits with his first attack and slices the fire giant in half and just insta kills him because of the crit criteria is a is like an insta kill. And I was just like, that is so badass. Can you imagine like the like if like that wasn't like a I don't know just like thinking about it like as like the the fire giants are like all right we got this we've outnumbered them and then like first move they teleport over slice one and a half you just instantly be like oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many great moments like that oh there was there was like there's a moment i don't want to say it to you because it'll spoil it but there's a moment towards like i think it's in the last 10 episodes that just had me in hysterics of laughter like but it was it's just so, it's, such a good it was such a good move by one of the characters but yeah. it was just the way he figured it out it was just like but then it was like Troy, who's the Dutch master officer. He was like, "Fuck!" It was just so annoying because it was like it was perfectly, perfectly within the rules of the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was just exactly like he he got it right. You know that kind of a way. But um, yeah. Cause how many this, how many episodes are there? Did you say three hundred twenty six? So you're a hundred. You've a hundred left. Oh. Oh my god. You know. And then if I sure I suppose I probably would have finished Androids and Aliens too. And then I might say I've listened to I listen to other stuff. I do like Legacy of the Ancient, Ancients, which is run by Skid. But he'd ran it a Is that a Patreon ran, one? Yeah, it's a Patreon one. He but he'd he'd ran the the, the what do you call it? Adventure Path a couple times before but never finished it. Alright. So yeah. he, he he knows it really, really well. But what's cool yeah. is th- there's one of them where they go to a part where they're not actually it's not actually a part of like the venture but what he did was there was a module written for that part and he adapted it to the thing for them ah, but it was really really, really cool. well really well done so it was like even though it was not a part of the adventure they got like this kind of like a uh, scenario out of it and yeah i don't know i've just been really enjoying it. i'm listening to i listen to a lot of stuff now to be honest i've been flying through they have a thing called getting a trunk and it's like <laughs> delta green it's called it's like the game system but it's essentially like the x-files but it is absolutely hilarious some of the stuff they're doing and like some of the stuff is just over the top where's that one on is that a it's a, Patreon, Patreon, a lot oh, of those people get some of them on you might be able to get some of them on yeah YouTube, i was gonna actually. say a lot of the patreon stuff is on youtube as well which is pretty if good. you listen to new game who this they actually do delta green on that and it's like the first yeah. season of it but oh, there's some absolutely fucking brilliant where's stuff that? in it like where's that new one that i've seen 
There's probably Isn't time for part. chaos, no? This one oh. was available not as Patreon though, so I don't know what it was. But I think time for chaos is Patreon. I don't know where it is now. It's not on my list here. But whatever, it's grand. Yeah, and um, Android Nails is done as well, is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen. Oh, yeah, because they changed the feed to Glass Kind of Network, so they're onto something new. Yeah, they're actually, they've expanded quite a bit and have a good few new shows and have a mm. couple other things coming up. And I've been listening, yeah. you, can listen to their li- you can listen to their live show as well. That's what's going to be replacing their old feed as their live show. And I've listened to about 50 episodes of that. That's pretty good, too. Some of the stuff, like, it's interesting on the live show, though, because it's like, you know, that it's unedited, so you know they have to do it. But, like, I think because the live show started a couple of years ago, there's like, they sometimes bring it up in other podcasts. It was like their fourth show, their fourth ever live show, and it was in Dallas. And Matthew at one point is like, I don't remember the last half hour, I don't remember the last hour of that show. Like, they all just get absolutely wasted <laughs> drunk. Like, they get fucking, like, absolutely at one point, like, Troy is like, you do this, I'm going to go pee, because they're just, like, drinking, like, people are just buying them shots, flat, 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 <laughs> then they end up absolutely wasted by the end of it, like, <laughs> and then it's funny, years later, they still talk about it, like, they're like, yeah, Jesus Christ, I was so hungover the next day, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, oh, yeah. One of the best movies that we, we don't have to talk about, we've talked about it enough. F9. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Teen out of teen. <laughs> and then, of course, the Batman's going to be up there too. That was within the past year and a half. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I think we talked about that. Just briefly. Yeah. Um, do you know what I actually watched recently? And I loved it. And I'd never seen it before. And you actually said on air. So it made me, reminded me of this film, if you can guess what film, when you said on air. Uh, is it that one? Uh, is it Brendan Fraser? Isn't it? No, Connor. Oh, Connor. Oh, I thought you were yeah. right. <laughs> I was thinking of that. What's that movie where like they get locked in the uh radio station or something? I think it's like Bre- I think maybe Brendan Fraser is Steve. Oh, Buscemi I don't. I don't. I don't think I've actually seen it, but I know what you're on about. Is it Airheads? Oh, is it like? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. Like, yeah, I've always meant to watch that because that's supposed to be funny. They like they like yeah. take a radio station hostage or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, tell me about Con Air. <laughs> not to be God, but... not to be confused with Aircon, which is great no. on this one we're having. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd never seen Con Air before, and I was like, God, like this movie sometimes gets a bit of hate, but it also gets a bit of love, and it's like I, don't, mm. I can't understand the hate. Mm. <laughs> I haven't watched it in years, but I remember enjoying it. The only thing I do not understand, and I mean this, the only thing I really do not understand is at the start of the movie, like he gets sent to prison for um, killing somebody by accident in a fight, and he's mm-hmm. like sent to prison for like ten years because he's like in the military, so he's supposed to be he's a trained weapon, so he should have more restraint. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, that's so unrealistic. He would definitely get away with that crime. <laughs> So like, like, <laughs> I was like, there's no way in hell that he would not get away with that crime. Like, in America, I just don't Who's think... Who's in that again? Is Charlie Sheen in that? I don't I think, think so. Else. Colin Meaney's in it. John Cusack. Yeah. John John Malkovich. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. And... That might be all the big ones. There's No, no, Steve Buscemi's in it too. Right. And Steve Buscemi has the weirdest character arc in that. 
he like he's like the crazy killer and he like looks pure nice and then they like let him out he's like you know like Hannibal Lecter spec and he keeps saying this weird stuff and then they land in the grind and then he goes and he chats to this little girl and then he doesn't kill her it seems like they have a nice conversation and then they end up in Vegas and then the last scene with him is just him winning a lot of money at the tables it's just like it's just like all right i guess it's just Connor, the movie where nicholas cage has a beautiful locket hair he does yeah there's like actually the that entire scene <laughs> yeah he like steps off the bus and it's just like, it's like 10 like... seconds of him like oh. <laughs> just loving it like and i was like what a great haircut i pretty much have that <laughs> well speaking of nicholas cage unless you've got anything else you want to say about Connor. This is one of the best movies ever made, of course. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch that as well. It's been... I I haven't watched that since I was... I don't know, almost been a teenager. Yeah. Long time ago, anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, speaking of Nicolas Cage, one of the best movies I've seen from the last year was Peg. Did you see that? No, but I think I heard of it. That's like... In, like Nicolas Cage has been doing like a resurgence, almost, of like really good movies. They're supposed to be He's like... Just, or is that big? I think people are... Just learning how to use them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, um, there was that one, Mandy, from a few years ago. I heard that was I feel really like that good, was yeah. the first, first of the, of the, of this like wave. Mm. Like, where he's like he's utilized perfectly in that, where he's quite restrained a lot of the time, but then sometimes he goes a bit crazy. But it's like it's right. Yeah. And this one, I don't know how much I can talk about this because it's kind of genius in how it. Uh, what it does with your expectations. So, like, even the way the movie, like, when this movie came out, the way it was talked about online and everything was, oh, this is John Wick, but with Nicolas Cage and a pig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and setup. Nicolas Cage owns a truffle pig, and the truffle pig gets kidnapped. And this this is the setup to the um revenge story mm-hmm. but the <laughs> i'm reluctant to say too much because part of the experience is the way your expectations get subverted like like that description is only so accurate like it's not complete it's not the full story but it's a good way to know what's coming mm-hmm but even like the way they, I think the the makers of the movie knew that they were releasing this into that into a world where John Wick exists. So they knew would get that comparison, and they knew that like hiring casting Nicolas Cage would have a certain expectation, and they knew like all these things that would you as a viewer you will make these parallels, and then they play with them in certain ways, and it's a fantastic movie. Must watch, a hundred percent. Especially if you enjoyed John Wick. And, and did you watch Nobody? Was that last year? Nobody. I mean, that might have been twenty twenty. No, I think I've got a feeling What's that might have been twenty twenty one. It's John Wick with Saul Goodman. <laughs> no. What's his name? Bob Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. 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 That was another class movie. It's like John Wick, but more fun, basically. Yeah. Pretty fucking gritty like and it's like uh, the setup for that one was something like he 
there's home invaders and they steal something from his house and then he has to go try and get it. It's like a, I think it's like a bracelet his daughter gave him or something. Mm. So he's going to, he goes to get that back and has a big like thing. But you don't, what you, is that all I should say or should I give a little bit more context? I think it'll be a bit more. What you discover then, and is that even though his life appears to be like really normal, he actually like has a past as this kind of like enforcer person, so he knows what he's doing, and it gets like kinda, it's pretty gritty, and but it's also like quite funny at points too. It's definitely mm. funny as well. Well, he was a comedian first, wasn't he? So like, yeah. So yeah, like twenty twenty one, just making sure I'm getting these down right, you know? Yeah. Well, sure, you'll be listening to the podcast anyway, so you'll get it. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I think, like, the pig was released into a world where John Wick and even nobody already exists. This, like, there's been this trend of the sort of revenge porn movies, so they are playing with those expectations by releasing their own movie that is is similar but is different. I know what you mean, yeah. So they, they kind of knew what was coming or what was going to be like. They knew what people were going to expect and then, like, very expert, like toys with those expectations. Subversion in a really satisfying way. Yeah, that's good. It's up, but it's like that's the thing too. It's like almost saying that your expectations will be subverted as a spoiler, because <laughs> then you're like, well, I won't expect. I'll expect something else. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'll watch it and, and be like, wait, wait a minute. Hopefully, I haven't. My, given my expectations are exactly what they were expecting. <laughs> Whoa, so subversive. <laughs> <laughs> They subverted they get, the ex- my expectations to have my expectations subverted. That is, that's that's too many layers of, of subversion. <laughs> that's almost perversion. <laughs> you got anything else? Um, I think I don't think I probably I know I probably read stuff. I'm like trying to think of stuff like that. I know I read Annihilation, which I thought was funny because I finally felt like I think me and you watched that movie ages ago. Like yeah, I need to re- I need to rewatch that. Yeah. You see, but I decided I bought the book and I was like, I'm going to wait until I cannot remember what that movie was about. And so that's exactly what I said. It was very good. <laughs> I like doing like, that too, yeah. I was like, I can't, I was like, I kind of like remember the premise sort of like, yeah. you know, like I know they, I know they go into a zone and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I read that. That was very good. Um, I think what else? Um, I'm actually currently reading, but it's quite lo- large and the sea will tell what you actually heard of on one of the glass cannon podcasts it's kind of interesting it's about like a double homicide in like the 70s in like one of the most remote places in the world and then but it's like 700 pages long so and i'm also reading like three or four of the things so it's gonna take me a while but i'm trying to think what else i finished um oh i reread i actually reread mouse and i give it to my oh, parents and, and stuff and they fucking really liked it and i feel like Oh, that's right. So I read The Metamorphosis too, which is very good. Is that very Kafka? Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. not Kafka. Uh, oh, no, it is Kafka. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, read I have a copy of that too. I haven't read it yet. I read it in like, just like one day, in like one sitting, because it's like a, yeah. it's only like 112 pages. And I read probably the, one of the best books I read this year, if not the best, was Clara and the Sun by Keisu Ishiguro. That was great. Go on. Well, Keizu Ishiguro is kind of amazing because he won a Nobel Prize for Literature after like seven books. 
Right. Which just shows, which just shows how cal- caliber of his writing with Clara and the Sun was his first for. He usually did like post or pre-war Japan because he he is he is English. He's an English writer, but he would have been he would have moved to England when he was like very young, like like mm-hmm. I think before five. And um, Clara and the Sun is just essentially about like an android companion in like a futuristic society where people kind of have to pass like sort of social tests and stuff and the android who's very human-like is used as like a friend for kids because as well i think every like family okay. seems to only have only have like one child in it and it's kind of like there's kind of like this undertone of that and it's kind of like a societal commentary i suppose again but then it's just it's kind of interesting because she you know she's like the kind of what does it call him again she's an android essentially but they can't remember it's not, it's not an artificial it's something like that they use a special term mm-hmm. for it but like i'm just thinking i also watched blade runner recently so i can't stop thinking android like uh, replicant <laughs> no or... they say replicant they mm-hmm. say replicant but then that's but um you know it's just very good and he's just the way he describes sunsets and the whole story it's just it's very very it's fantastic like nice i must and then also colorless tizuru tizuku and his years of pilgrimage by Haruki Murakami. I really enjoyed that. Oh well. uh, yeah, that's also really good. That's like a, it's like a coming of age story for us about a thirty year old man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in a way, like it is like him kind of coming of age into like kind of sort of finding himself in his thirty sort of, and it's like yeah. But I really like it. It's like colorless. He's called colorless because his last name doesn't have a color, and his friend groups all had different colors. Oh wait, is that the one I read? Might have been. I think. Does he go on a pilgrimage for a couple of years? Can't remember. Is there a lot to do with like classical music or something? No. I think he does listen to classical music in it. Usually, McCammy usually does chat about classical music or yeah. particularly jazz because he used to be the manager of a jazz bar. Is there something to do with arc? Is there stuff about architecture? I think one of his friends is an architect, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Didn't Not think sure. no. I'm wondering, what, I could just what, be saying things that always pop up. In this yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm trying to think what his friends, one of them is a car salesman and one of them is like a businessman. I think one of them is an architect. One's an artist. He is like, it's kind of like a friend group of like two girls, three guys, I think. And then they all right. kind of stop being friends uh, whenever they're teenagers. And then you kind of find out why. And it's him kind of like, he's like, it sounds like he's, nah, he was living a very like lo- lonely existence. Don't is it no? I, t- I don't think there's an architect because I think it's a salesman. I think one becomes like a mother, one's like yeah. like like just like family person, one's like an artist. You know, the one's like a very successful like businessman type of thing. Right. That is the book that also told me that apparently I found out what the word Lexus means. You know, the car Lexus. Uh-huh. Do you know what it means? No. Nothing. It was made up by a Japanese businessman to sell to the West because they thought it would sound cool, and it worked. Well, I, that's what I would guess that it. <laughs> I didn't think it meant anything to be honest. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, but you know, it's a ja- <laughs> it's a Japanese. But it's like it's a it's a Japanese word. So you'd probably think like you know it's Japanese for I don't know like Japanese version Jaguar like, but it's not. Yeah, nah. I, I kind of just assumed it was like because it doesn't really sound Japanese. It sounds like a fake English word. Yeah, which is exactly what it is. Probably. <laughs> like, well, it is. Not probably. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I'm driving a Lexus. I'm driving nothing. nothing. <laughs> hmm. Um, I don't really think there's much else. I, should, I probably do have some, but sure. Got a few other. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I wrote stuff 
down. I wrote stuff down ages ago, like I didn't even bother mm. rereading them before today. I was just like, like I said, I was like, whatever I remember, that means it's worthwhile. But I have forgotten a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched The Last Jewel. Did you watch that? No, that's the one with like uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, which McCuller. I was going to say Saoirse Ronan, but it's not Saoirse Ronan. Is that the one the, about the, the oh, Adam Driver as well? It's like Adam the, Driver, is that, and it's the girl yeah. from uh, Killing Eve. Jodie Comer. Is that is her that name? Her? She was she in Free Guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jodie Comer. Yeah. Come here. Yeah, and it's like yeah. um, <laughs> Ridley Scott movie. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it. I couldn't remember the director, but I was like, yeah. it was really big. Yeah, and it's like the it's told like the story's told like three times from different perspectives. It's like a medieval oh, yeah. thing. Like, yeah, no, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Good, yeah, I heard good things about it. It didn't do that yeah. well, I think, in cinema. But uh, no. Ridley Scott blamed uh, blamed millennials and the TikTok generation. <laughs> it's like, stop it! Now. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, that's that's kind of what who the movie should appeal to, really. Like, it's a it's very current yeah. and it's like story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a couple of good uh, horrors that I saw, which are kind of I've related them in my mind, possibly just because I watched them around the same time. But one was Saint Maud. Have you seen that? No. It's like. Uh, this woman and how do you even describe this movie? She's like really religious, but uh, kind of it's pretty clear that she's also pretty mentally unstable. <laughs> and it's like uh, I think that's why yeah, the, I've related to the other one. The other one I was thinking of was Censor, which is like this woman who has to review uh movies and it's like in the 80s in england and she's got her own like past traumas as well and it's it starts becoming clear that she also has something going on and they both kind of do the same thing where you're kind of like it was like in hereditary too where well when i was watching hereditary too there was a up to a point i was like is this supernatural or is it in this woman's head because there's like and they're also going through mm. like family like trauma and family like mental illness and the possibilities of like these things oh, passed yeah. out and everything but yeah both of these movies censor and saint Maud, you're kind of guessing the whole time it's like how much is real and how much is in her head and how much is like is there something else going on and all like but yeah i really enjoyed both of them not too much to say i don't know you can't really talk about plot or whatever it's more about the experience watching these movies but definitely worth checking out. Uh, um, I was just going to think oh. you're saying movies. Just, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just going to be like, I won't think I'll talk about them, but I'll just highly recommend like the following B-movies, like Fantastic Avenger, <laughs> Lords of Frogtown, which is, has Roddy Roddy Piper, and he has to go across the wasteland and have sex with women to repopulate the earth. Obviously. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it. I watched, I watched shitloads of them, like Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, absolutely, absolutely hilarious. Um, trying to think, I'll, I'll come. I'm sure it'll come to me. But I watched a lot of B movies this year, and they're just oh, 
sometimes I just think they're way better than just watching a normal movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Another movie I watched was uh, Red Rocket. Have you heard of that? Heard of that? Yeah. It's why. the director. He did a Florida Project. Was it? Is that the one of Willem Dafoe? And I haven't seen that one either, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's the other one he did? The first movie he did was like on a. Um, it was all like shot on iPhone. Um, oh, right. Just... It was kind of became famous because of that. Hmm. Tangerine, that's what it was. Um, I watched Tangerine. I wasn't mad about it, but I know a lot of people really like that movie. But this one, I really. It's like you get like a whiplash from watching this. It's um oh what's his name? Two seconds. Simon Rex. Do you know him? No. He is like a actor who I believe was quite famous and then um there's a lot of like scandal about him, then kind of got like blacklisted. So it's kinda of like a return to him and he plays this guy who worked in porn but then leaves and goes back to, like, where his girlfriend lives in this, like, small town. Or, well, actually, I think, no, I think technically they're, like, still married. But he, like, disappeared and he goes back and, like, lives with her and her mom. And he just, like, weasels his way in. And he's, like, his performance is class. It? And, but he's just a piece of shit. And, like, you get, like, whiplash from watching it because like some one moment you're laughing and then the scene will change and then you are extremely uncomfortable <laughs> and it's like uh it's just class it's i watched it with a couple of friends and we were just this is a great experience watching it because you're just like laughing and then you're just like oh god what the way is this happening now he basically ends up like uh falling in love with this like 16 year old or something it works in like the, it works in this like uh <laughs> donut place yeah and i like he he like he basically turns up and like he doesn't get a job he just starts selling weed and stuff and then they just like everything falls Ooh. to shit and he's just but it's it's both a joy to watch and uh <laughs> an experience to watch but it's really really well done i recommend it one of my favorite movies actually was uh Oh, the worst person in the world. It was like a foreign language movie. I think it might have been Norwegian or something. But that was really good. I really enjoyed that. It's like done in... I think it's done in like nine chapters, but then there's also like an intro and an outro. Like an epilogue and a... Epilogue and prologue. That would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Epilogue, epilogue. Yeah. So there's like 11, really. But uh, that was class. It's like this woman in her 30s who is like a bit of a fuck up and trying to work out what to do with her life. Uh, Obviously not relatable at all to me. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder why I keep watching movies about stuff like that too. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. It's uh, like there's one of the like, I think maybe the second or third chapter. She like goes to this party and meets this guy, but she's going, I think they're both actually going out with someone at the same time. 
So they, the whole chapter is like them trying to work out how much they can, what they can do with each other without, um, without cheating on their respective like boyfriend and girlfriend. So it's really interesting. They'll like do it's like it's like this kind of exp- exploration of intimacy without crossing this line. So like they can't obviously they can't kiss or anything, but they can do things like they can tell each other their like deepest darkest secrets and like things like that. Yeah, they can be like can it be friends? But how does the friendship not like? Yeah, it's like where where is this line? Anything more? Yeah, where is this line Where's, of intimacy that lie? Like if like it, it's like there's a physical is is obvious but then like the emotion line isn't so it's like they're and it just turns in it's like a really cool. nice little segment on its own of like this exploration but yeah i really cool. enjoyed that that was great it's an interesting idea yeah i watched a good one actually there was that last night no night before uh petite maman probably not saying that right it's french it's this i think it was the director that did portrait of a lady on fire did you watch that from a year or two ago no that was a great movie no. as well uh this one is it was i don't really know what i was expecting i knew kind of what it was about and it's only like an hour and 10 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes long so it's really short and it's kind of an exploration of like grief and childhood and death but also in, like, a very nice way. Mm. Like, there's nothing very, like, morbid about it, but it's, that's what the characters are all going through. And it's, like, uh, it's, like, the wee girl, her, it's her grandmother that's died, her mother's mother, and then they go back to the... Her grandmother's house to like re- like clear it out her and her dad and her mom and her mom like disappears after the second day and then the daughter like is out playing and she meets this wee girl and then you realize that the it's actually her mom from whenever they were the same age mm. and her mom at that age had lost like her grandmother like a couple of years before and so the, the, they're both kind of going through the same thing. And then the little girl like meets her grandmother when she's younger and all this year. And it's like this kind of weird like exploration of all of this. But it's like really just a, it's really like nice little watch and really good sound design. I noticed there's a lot of sounds that are really heightened and it kind of adds to this feeling of childhood somehow. Where it's like there's like a part where they're making pancakes and the, like the stirring is like really like and the, the pouring of the milk and like all this here is like really like exaggerated and it makes you for me anyway it kind of made me put me in that place for some reason of like I suppose remember and stuff like that from childhood when it's all yeah, kind of like more new and exciting generally yeah and it's like when those things are did feel exaggerated when you were young and it's like yeah but uh, it's just a very nice little movie. What was that called again? Petite, my man. It must yeah, be this little, is like little, little mum or something. Little mother. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's Petit, ma, ma. Hmm? Or it's probably like Petit, yep. if it's French. Petit? Yeah, probably. Petit. Oh. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Summer of Soul. Did I talk about that on here before? I think you did. That was the thing. It was on the same time as Woodstock, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, we don't have to go into that too much, but that's check that out. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. I watched Annette. Or no, not not Annette. Sorry, I'm reading a list of. It was a Titane, another French movie, which was very French. <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I liked it or not. It's like this doll who uh, has sex with a car and then gets pregnant. So, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You're into that sort of thing, you know? Oh, uh, The Green Knight. I watched that. I really liked that. Oh, that was the one with, what do you call him? Dev Patel, isn't it? No. Was it? Oh, oh no, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. That was the director that did a ghost story from a few years ago. Hmm. I feel like I just want to fly through things here now. I don't want to get into things too much. But that was a good watch. Yeah, no. It was a wee bit yeah, weird. Exactly. But I like, have to go soon. Yeah. Uh, Belfast, watch that. Ah. Oh. Inside. That was last, last year oh, that came out, wasn't it? That's right, yeah, of course that would be. Guess kind of. Funny, I didn't think of that, actually. Yeah, I'll do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to quickly do music. I don't have a list. I'm just going to go through my phone and see what pops out of me. <laughs> listening to. Well, I'm obviously going to say the chats because I actually seen them this year and they were great. Oh, where did you see them? Somewhere in Dublin, but I cannot remember the name of it for life. <laughs> So that was good, eh? Um, that was really good crack, yeah. Uh, well, there's bands that I've already mentioned that are definitely in my top song, top music was Citizen and um, Fox and both of their albums from last year were amazing. Mm. Um, let's see. I do have a number one that I don't need to look in here for, but I'm just going to go quickly because there's definitely stuff I forget. Manchester Orchestra, their album from last year was fantastic. Every mm-hmm. Time I Die, of course. Yeah, of course. Probably, so your, second, we didn't probably get no, your number one, was it? Hmm. Would be up there, yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I just love that band a bit, so... A Glorious Ruction by Anna Zanker. That was a pretty good... Uh, we emo album from Limerick. <laughs> oh, nice. Where's that band? Oh, from this year, Drug Church. Their new album's great. I really like that. Uh, probably one of my favorites for this year so far. There's not a band I'm looking for. Oh yeah, Tree River. They had a really good album from this year. They had an EP last year, which is pretty good, but their their new album, is, I think, is really, really good. Really enjoying that. One of my, like, sort of constant rotation albums at the minute. Oh. That's good. Knock Loose's EP from last year was unreal. I really got into uh, the TPM more this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I got back into the Rubber Bandits and I got nice. back into the Wonder Years, kind of. 
And I started listening to Alex Leahy a lot more. I feel like that's how you pronounce it. That's one you showed yeah, me. And Violent Soho her, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Violent Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Juno by Remy Wolf. That was one of class little albums. Like, just a really fun, sort of weird, poppy hip hop album. Um, Kendrick Lamar had a new album out, actually, and it is very, very good. Yeah, I haven't listened to the new Kendrick album yet, actually. Favorite hip hop album. Favorite hip hop album from last year was definitely Sometimes I Might Be Introvert by Little Sims. Little Sims, I know her. She's great. Yeah, that album's is class. That enough? Yeah, she's a, she's a Nigerian English, I think. Yeah, probably is. She's part of that collective Salt as well. S A U L T. They do a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. I actually must give that a listen because I really liked her other stuff. I think she had an EP I really liked. Right, yeah. That album's class, yeah. Fiddlehead had a really good album last year. Oh, that's one of my top ones, definitely. Gold Necklace. Have you heard of them? I kind of describe no. it as like if uh, Justin Timberlake did math rock. <laughs> it's like really catchy, <laughs> uh, right. really catchy math rock music with like Jesse, pop vocals over it. What did yeah. you say? Uh, this is, like, that's so funny. It's such a funny description. Like if it's like, like I feel like. I feel like I understood exactly what you meant, but if it you heard it, you just like, make it yeah. it's just really cat. Yeah, I think it's just like a guitarist and a drummer. Uh, the drummer's drumming's mm. like really tight in it, but it's just really catchy music. It's great. great. Delta Sleep's album from last year was great too, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely one of the top albums was The War on Drugs. I don't live here anymore. Oh, Jesus, I haven't listened to Oh, man, it's class. So that was great. Yeah. I kind of stopped listening to them. Like, I loved their 2016, 2015, something like that. Uh, that album, Lost in the Dream, whenever that came out, I like listened to that and I was like, fell in love with that. But then the album after that came out, I think like I wasn't really done with Lost in the Dream. So I didn't start <laughs> so listening to that. Didn't listen to that. Yeah, it was like yeah. I was like the new album came out. And I was like like two years later, and I was like I'm still listening to this other one. I don't. I won't. And then like just never got around to it. So when this new album came out, I was like, oh, I must listen to that again. And it's really good, really, really good. It's kind of gone in a, a a new sort of sound and sound and everything as well. Oh, that was a great EP, Black Country New Road. Again, they've got an album that came out this year, but I'm still. Ingesting that EP, ingesting, digesting, I think was the word I meant to say. I'm still digesting yeah, that EP. So, yeah. um, I, still, I still have, I still have indigestion from that EP. It won't, <laughs> it won't get rid of me, you know. It's, it's still, repeat, it's still it's repeating on me. On me. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like re- it's like kind of like uh, like a, I guess like a math rock or your, your idols maybe. Like, or it's kind of post-punk, oh, yeah. but it's, like, um, progressive as well. But then, like, not as crazy as a Black Midi or something, but it's really, really good. Mm. I'm looking forward to finally getting onto the, <laughs> the new album, but I'm still enjoying that EP. Uh, I really liked, I really liked, oh, I think it was Orbit Love by Virtual Mage, I think. Was oh, yeah, that was one of the ones, that was one of your writing uh, ones. Albums, yeah, he, right? he's released, he's released our new stuff. That was one of his singles, but I think he released another album, too, and he was, like... I like listening to that stuff around writing spam. Astral Chill yeah. as well and Ether. I think Ether was single. I'm trying to remember. Which one's the album? Oh, Moondust is the album, I think. I really like that. And then I started listening to a bunch of other stuff kind of like that. 
And I was sitting there listening to pure kind of like 80s hypno techno sounding kind of stuff. And I was like, all right. I'm just sitting here like. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say there? Oh, yeah. Lauren Stevenson's album. Was that just self-titled? But I think my favorite thing she's done in ages. Don't really know why. Uh, just for some reason, this album's all come together. I really liked her like first EP and her first album, but then like all the albums after that, I would like songs, but not really as a whole. Where this one, I think, as a album as a whole, I think is the strongest thing she's done in ages for me personally. Yeah, which means yeah, I see like she wrote a full album rather than writing good yeah. tunes, like in a way. Sorry, I know kind of off uh, topic, but I can't believe I forgot to bring it up. But three books that I read this year, because I was just looking through my audiobooks for stuff I listened to, and three books I read this year that I loved were books one, two, and three of the Discworld. Just need to put that in there. Oh. I forgot how much I loved them. Nice. And I've now started the Discworld. Yeah, I'm planning to get so, a fourth soon. <laughs> Color of Magic, Color Life Magic, Fantastic. Life Fantastic and, and one of the witches ones. And, it? Yeah, it's one with Granny Weatherwax and... Is it oh, Weird is Sisters or... No, Equal Rights, but equal Rights is spelled R-I-T-E-S. Yeah. That's it, yeah. So yeah. I had to bring that in there. So I can't believe I forgot those great books. Class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first two are very different. Weird or Equal Rights is where the series starts to take on the tone that it then continues for the rest of the series. If that That's sense. what I kind of read, but I still, I still kind of didn't mind the set of color magic. I thought that was okay, but then I really liked Light Fantastic, and then I no, really I, liked Equal Right. But... Yeah, I like them as well. Yeah, but they're just, yeah, Equal Right is where it starts to come into its own, and those early Weird Sisters as well is fantastic. Which or what's an Equal Rights again? Which one's that? I kind of get. I'm getting. I think I might be getting one with Weird Granny Sisters Weatherwax and what do you call the wee girl again? Granny, Granny Weatherwax, and she goes to the unseen, unseen University because she has like it's going to be the first female wizard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the yeah. I can't remember the name of the wee girl. I am. She's so good in it as well. Like, yeah. So funny. I feel like he writes kind of like a wee girl like really well. Yeah, well, one of my favorite series is the Tiffany Aiken series, where it's just where it is just all about like a young witch, and it's like a young adult, um, like sort of mm. series in the series. No, mm. oh. but yeah, they're great as well. Um, I'll just Sorry, play on here. I didn't mention. Yeah, I know. Um, by Curious album from last year, one of the best Irish albums, I would say. Because um, we've seen by Curious, didn't they were the guys sporting, sporting, and sort of watching Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lucy Day, because his album from last year that was really good as well. And that's probably oh, Olivia Rodrigo from our pop punk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent, yeah. She's just such a good artist, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jira's album—that was really good too. Forgot about that. Yeah, that'll do. I'll, I'll just finish on the. For once, I think there was a standout, undisputed champion, and I seen it on like a lot of uh, end of year lists as a number one as well, which is rare that it, it's so unanimous but and i just have to agree as well was turnstile's album glow on 
Have you listened to that? I haven't listened. No, I haven't, because I started getting into Turnstile as well. Glow on. Get on. Get on. Get on. Shit. Yeah. I think you should say glow on that shit. (laughs) Sorry. Glow on. (laughs) Glow out of here. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I was listening recently, and I was like, this is just masters. It's like people that really understand their craft and, like, are doing something original. Because, like, they got a lot of, like, hatred, I think, like, from the hardcore community when they first came out. Because they were just doing, basically, the sound of 80s hardcore. But really well, to be fair. <laughs> okay, yeah. But yeah. It, was their la- it was their album before this, uh, Time and Space. That was like really they started having their own sound, and now this again is like a continuation of that. Like Andy Fantano, it's like it's just a more matured kind of sound. It's like. just like like a, it's just its own unique thing. Like Anthony Fantano called it uh, dream punk, <laughs> which I think is pretty accurate. <laughs> but it's like hardcore mixed with like shoegaze, and like it's just its own thing, and it's so catchy and so heavy at different times. And like I've seen it compared to the likes of uh, Shape of Punk to Come, and I was like. Oh wow, Jesus! Yeah, it's that's that fucking, like that's a hell of a. It is, defining. but it's like, it's a bold statement. But at the same time, it is that unique. I think that it's not completely like ridiculous. Jesus, I really have to get on that then. Jesus, yeah, fucking Shape of Monk to Come, one of the best albums ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> and even like when I was listening to, like I mentioned earlier, that one of my favorite albums from this year was the new Drug Church album. Mm. And I could hear there's a similarity there, and I think it's. Drug Church were already doing their own kind of thing, like in a similar vein to Turnstile, I feel like. So I don't think it's fair to say that they copied it, but it's like they're both going and it's kind of like, yeah, or like it's like because maybe Turnstile went that extra leap with this album that like the, now this Drug Church one kind of feels like it's approaching a similar vein, but they're, I think they're both doing their own thing, like. Mm. But yeah, for so. Anyone who anyone listening who hasn't listened to that album, you need to get on that shit. So glow out by Turnstile. Glow on. Glow on, yeah, that's why I was asking. It's like, you know, it's glow something. I was gonna find it. I imagine it's gonna fucking blow it up on my Spotify. So don't forget. Like, just uh, sometimes I do that. I'll just have like the first song playing, but I'll pause it until I can actually listen to it. Mm. So that way I won't forget. But I still can because I don't delete Spotify and it'll go wrong. So. I think my personal highlight of the year was probably going to Stand Tall recently. That was amazing. Oh, I saw I saw the Chili's as well, actually. That was pretty sweet. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I seen something of it. That's pretty class. Yeah. They were good, I'm guessing? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> it was uh, Thundercat on first. He was kind of as expected. But then Anderson Pack was on after him, and... I really loved his performance. Like Thundercat was like basically just like was like didn't really do anything special. It was like if you've heard Thundercat, you've you've seen or if you've seen yeah, what he sounds like live. Where Anderson Pack put on this yeah, like yeah. class big show. He had like he was in like a he's in like a pink he had, like no shirt on, but he's in a pink suit and he had like a big blonde wig. And <laughs> he had like a keyboard player and a trumpet player, and then he had like on stage there was this big like thing, the drums were way up behind him, and then he would like go down the front and sing and dance, and he had like two like backup singers and dancers, and then he would like run from the mic and go up to the drums and keep singing and playing. And it was just like class. I'm gonna keep an eye out if he's ever playing 
like a solo show or anything, I'm definitely going to go see it because like it'd be class. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah after, it's actually his fucking show, like. Yeah, but obviously, obviously, Chili's were amazing to see with Frusciante. That was the whole reason yeah. why Frusciante was back. Hmm. And then the day after that, I went to Stand Hall and had an amazing time. Even like even better than Rory Fest, because I feel like Rory Fest was just like this like thing to keep like that I was like looking forward to. And it was just like, I'll go and it was like a big blowout, basically, just like blowing off steam because it was like sick of work yeah. and fucking just sick of everything, to be honest, at that stage. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but then Stendhal, it was like, it was just like a really like positive experience. And like, I was like pure buzzing for like, I still kind of am, to be honest, but like even like the whole week after, it was like just so good. Met up with like friends that I hadn't seen in ages. Same with, I did that at Rory Fest too, but just different friends and it was just like it was just a, it was just different vibe i think it was because it's a more maybe a more traditional festival to compared to roy fest mm. but the highlight of stand hall and worth the whole ticket price was seeing sister sledge yeah that was amazing they like it was like funny too because i was starting to get worried before they played they were on like the last night and everyone Everyone you talked to at the festival was like, who are you going to see? Is like, oh, Sister Sledge. And then before then played, I was like, oh, shit, is this going to be, is, is this going to be that good? Like, I know, like, I'm really looking forward to them, but like, a certain worry that I had hyped it up too much. I didn't need to worry. Mm-hmm. They were, they went above and beyond what I expected. They were exceeded all expectations. It was so much fun, man. At the whole, oh, I'd looked at the whole festival was there. We were like up to your front. I remember Jeez. looking around. It was just like the whole big hill down to like the main stage was like packed. And I was like, because that's what I was expecting. I was like, everyone I've been talking to wants to go see this stage. It's like, I think the whole festival might be at this stage. Oh, what's to see them like? Yeah. Oh, everyone else playing like uh, Oh, it was class, man. But yeah. So personal highlight of the year. Or a year and a half, probably. Santal. Unreal. Roy Fest close second, but stand up. Something, something special about it. Yeah. That's good. I don't know so the chats, was, was that for you? Really enjoyed that. <laughs> I did fucking love the chats. Lost the t-shirt, gained a t-shirt. Put a t-shirt away and then bought a new one. Uh, Adam was nice to buy it for me, but fucking all oh, the chats were, they were great, eh? They were just, but also there was an English punk band on before them, and I wish I got the name. And their, their lead singer, he kept saying Chucky or La, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. You know, like they believe in support acts were good, but then they were they the chats were actually better than I thought they were gonna be live. Not that I thought yeah. they were gonna be bad, but they were just better than I expected. They were actually they're really tight, they're really good, good crowd interaction, lots of fun, good crowd, that kind of way, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like for but like they released a new album last year, High Risk Behavior, and I still think it's a class album. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I, like just, I know I meant to listen to that, but I don't think I actually ever got they're, they're kinda just they kind of just are like an old school ish punk band, really, but kind of comedy as well. Like, yeah, just good crack. But like, the comedy isn't really the main focus in that kind of a way. It's just like yeah. some like, you know, that kind of way. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's a year and a half review. So, I might have to do another one in a year and a half, or do I have to wait <laughs> six months? Yeah, we'll do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's our show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Keep so our listeners guessing. That felt like a load off. <laughs> All this <Yeah>. pent <laughs> shite we needed to talk about. That's good. 
go back to our usual rambly conversations about nonsense mm-hmm. pretty much yeah before that i'll be I'll seeing like, you on saturday it's true i will probably be up friday night but probably see you saturday yeah. and i'm thinking about taking the monday off i'll see it's just been a while flat i don't work i actually need to get shit done like i could technically book the day off but i want to make sure i have all my shit done so i don't go back and it's a shit show It's been hell on earth the past few weeks, but hopefully. hopefully yeah. Well, I was thinking we we should talk about we'll talk about that in the next episode, sure. Because I'd like to yeah, talk about uh, work and stuff as well. I think it'd be good. Mm. We could do a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Just fuck the system. Just fuck it. <laughs> Chat and we'll, yeah. Oh, yeah we'll, we'll get into that another time. I was yeah. going to start and I was like, no, no, save the stories. No. Mm-hmm. Alright, sweet. Well, alright, all right, man. Thanks I guess this that. is us signing off. No problem. Trying to think of a sign off, but. Bye. That's just making me think about work. <laughs> <laughs> no, we should do. You should leave 10 minutes of dead air and then just go. Bye. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Oh yeah, that's 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 one thing I'll throw by you. Just the next time you boys are coming out with an EP or an album, all I request is that the final song is ten minutes of dead air, and then it just goes straight into a podcast that we have about the album. <laughs> the last track will be three hours long. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like, like, it's like when albums have, like, have hidden tracks on them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because entire this is a... podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, I think it's a bad idea. <laughs> you might be on to something. Yeah, <laughs> you can start a new trend. So the next What's time you'll hear us will be the secret track on an album. But what album? Mm. That's the thing. Yeah, we should. You should actually. You should do that. You should make then. So this is episode two, of season two, isn't it? Is it? Can't, is this episode one? I don't know. Whatever. Well, whenever we figure out the track list and say this. Say well, this technically, is... I've I uploaded the last episode we recorded today, but the next episode that will be going up will be season will be episode two of the Fast and Furious. <laughs> so. <laughs> kind of a mess yeah but that's a special yeah kind of but that's mess, also but the end of season just... one yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but you, you should you should skip the next number so like say this is episode let's say call this episode two this is season, season two, three right? oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you should call the next episode like episode four of season two and then leave episode three and then eventually we'll record season episode three sometime in the future and that'll be the hidden podcast track. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. That's it. Later, man. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer and just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. And after all, it's neither there nor.
Each other in a world that's the same. 